here. Security will come. There's no siren. We'll still get the signal. Larry will come. No, it's disconnected. The system works through the phone line. It doesn't matter. Okay. No one is getting in here, Stephen. You designed it, remember? Reinforced doors, no entry without the code. Dad, David's got the code. Could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. In the end, it will anyway. So let me in the fucking house! Step by step. Ooh, baby. You're listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. It is episode 83. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, the only show that's not afraid to take a walk on the wild side. I'm Mike. I'm Justin. And I'm roommate Jen. And uh, so last week we had a little bit of an awkward episode. Um, A little bit of dirty laundry got aired. Um, Am I sorry for it? No. Am I remorseful? Maybe. You damn well should be. Well, listen, I, I learned something. I learned something before we get to you. I can't quit you. <laughs> that That's what I learned throughout this whole thing. You wish you could. James forever. <laughs> James forever. I'm Jim, and I'm back. And I actually, I've got a little bit of a bone to pick. So last week, uh, it it they kicked me off the show, and it, and it wasn't so much that I wasn't upset by the fact that you guys kicked me off the show. I was upset by the fact that you guys would have the audacity... To after all these years, after all this, after putting up this front of the Buzzkill podcast, you finally did a new Kids on the Block <laughs> podcast without me. Well, yes, sir. You pricks. So sorry. We would have done it with you had you been on time. I'm just saying, this is your own fault. So, you know you, you, Jim, you need to hang with new kids on the clock. That way you can be here on time all the time. New kids on the block are never on time, so that's not a good clock to. So I so I want to I want to officially apologize. I I uh I watched all the movies for this week. I actually did. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, uh I watched like half of the last one. So I I should be good. But uh I'm not going to come in here anymore and pretend like I know what I'm talking about even when I clearly don't looking okay. up facts on my phone as we're going, you know. Good. I'm not going to do that anymore. Cuz the only reason that you're here is cuz we wanted to fire you in person. Well, I came to quit. So <laughs> See you later, bitch. <laughs> I'm Jim and I'm back. Fuck you guys. All right, so um, back to I'm, real business. On the, on the heels of our of our uh, amazingly hilarious and well pulled off, if I do say so myself, April Fool's joke. Um, <clears throat> we figured the only way that we can truly follow that up is with an episode. Oh, hey, I sound good now. Oh wow, Mike, you uh, sound so beautiful. It and helps clear. when your microphone's not backwards. <laughs> Uh, the only way that we can properly follow it up is to do an episode on uh, the Wahlbergs themselves. Well, we figured uh, 
with Jen being our our local NKOTB super fan. Yeah, that, and that, the fact that she she got really excited about the Blockhead podcast, and so I figured if we're if you guys are going to invite me back into the fold, and we're going to continue with the Buzzkill podcast. Yeah. The least we could, the least we could do for Jen is to ease back into the Buzzkill podcast just, with some Wahlberg. Sure, sure. And Jen, just take it easy this week. Justin had to wash the chair last week. I mean, so I'm sorry. Careful. It was my absolute favorite episode. I'm sliding off. I will try to stay upright on the chair and not just slide right off the step. However, we do have like 1990s Mark Wahlberg shirtless, mm. Ooh, so yeah. it might be rough. Those, those ab oh, dimples. Oh, oh it'll be Mike rough. Say <laughs> <laughs> ab dimples? Those ab dimples, as Mike was calling them earlier. <laughs> what's what's on his belly? I mean, he's a, ab dimples? <laughs> he's a bit of a psycho, but there's something just sexy about mm. it. It's, that's, it that, that movie, we'll get into this later, but like that movie pretty much is every relationship I've ever had. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much only you're, I'm the You're girl. the psycho? I'm oh, the girl. You're, the, you're the girl who gets fingered on the roller coaster? Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't. Well, the, I, wasn't I wasn't the girl getting fingered. I'll tell you that. He's much. the girl. She's the girl. Sometimes they're both girl. You know. <laughs> um, yes. So uh, I actually didn't know. I I was I was gone last week. I didn't know what they were gonna do for April Fools. And I I gotta say that was the best episode. <laughs> we were cr- that we I've were, ever heard. We were dying when we were putting it together in the studio. It was so much fun it to do. Hilarious. You brought up to me yesterday. Or yesterday, a couple days ago, the. The April Fool's episode where you did the NKOTB uh, New Kids on the Block episode has gotten more attention <laughs> in the past week than, or in the past as few days as, than anything we've ever done on as this As far show. as like, people commenting and talking about it, yeah. And it wasn't until I put up the April Fool's post, a lot of people actually bought it for uh-huh. some strange reason. <laughs> I guess we did too good of a job at it. I don't know. As you should, I, New Kids on the Block are fantastic. I don't know what the problem is. Well, I loved uh, uh, Alex from Beyond the Void. Uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. he, he, him and his girlfriend were like, "Oh man, we drama." Thought, we thought this was we thought this was serious for a minute. Like we were both like, "Oh drama." And I love finding out when there's couples who are exactly like Aaron and me because we're like, as soon as there's blood in the water, we're like, "Yes, <laughs> give me the drama." <laughs> so that's cool. And, and that's an exact. <laughs> and one also, hour. sorry to disappoint. <laughs> there was a, a one-hour length episode. And there's an Easter egg in there somewhere. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> all. There is. That's there I is. wonder if anybody actually made it to the end to hear that. Um, Vito actually listened to the end. He skipped through it to see if there's anything there. He mm-hmm. skipped right past it. Didn't Did he really? hear it? Yeah. Well, it's so quick. Like and 20... you guys didn't put it right at no. the end either. So it's <laughs> got to search for that shit. Go back and listen. But uh, yeah. So anyway, today we decided to do uh, the old Wahlbergs. All, all... Well, and it is fitting because today was ten years ago to the day that New Kids on the Block got back together. What? Why do you? Why do you know that? Because she's a blockhead, you because dumbass. That was, the one, blockhead. that was the one true... Actually, there's lots of true things that happened in the last episode. Like the yes. stories that I told, with with the exception of, as my brother likes to, like, like to call it, New Kids on the Block uh, uh, bedroom talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the stories were true. My cousin did have a sleeping bag, and we did sleep in the basement, and I always thought that bag was cool. My, was, it, was it the yellow and hot pink one? Maybe. I had that sleeping bag. My si- Well, my sister went to... He was in the New Kids. My sister went to a New Kids on the Block concert when she was like uh, like eight or something. Which I mean, we discovered was the same concert I Same was concert yeah. you went to when you were, what? Four. Four. And, uh, and, she, and my grandmother bought her a sleeping bag 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, my grandma being, like, she always wanted to do things equally for both of us. So she came home with a new Kids on the Walk <laughs> sleeping bag for me. Nice. Hot pink and yellow with pictures of their faces on yeah, it. You it wore sure you wore that out. Dude, I oh, I have so many pictures of me camping when I was younger in that sleeping bag. I loved it. <laughs> Jamie, why are there five strategically placed holes in your sleeping bag? <laughs> <laughs> the sheets were the same. They all have their faces on them. So we've actually used them to create things for the cruise and stuff. It's intense. It's an intense fandom for Except sure. Except they're stained white. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so well, bad. since I was off last week, I don't even remember what our format is. Corrections? Uh, corrections, Let's yes. Let's do it. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Uh, let's start with two weeks ago because um, we've not touched that. Um, I didn't listen to the entire episode, so if there's more, you know, forgive me. But one thing that I did want to mention uh, something that you were very you were very adamant about. Ah, crap. You're <laughs> very adamant about it. <laughs> Whenever uh, I'm adamant about, about something, it means I'm probably about, wrong. About what uh, grapeseed and rapeseed oil is. Oh, yeah. It uh, turns out uh, two very different things. Oh, are they? Completely different things. Uh, uh, grapeseed is actually not what you would expect. Yeah. It's actually oil that is compressed from the seeds uh, of grapes. Of grapes. Imagine that. <laughs> Why well, don't they call and, it wine oil then? It's actually, actually, oddly enough, it's a byproduct of winemaking. Is it really? Yeah, they, they, they that's a, the one of the byproducts. A lot of the same places do it. No shit. Uh, Rapeseed oil. Next week, he's making that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rapeseed oil. Yeah. Is actually canola oil. Canola. Yeah. Okay. So you were you yeah. were right in. I was right in that they else, don't but, call it yeah. rapeseed oil anymore. But yeah. I got totally. Yeah. I'm stupid. You're smart. I'm, I'm gonna, dumb. I'm gonna. <laughs> hey, let's let's get to something that's even dumber. Oh, yeah, Jen, Jen, you want you want to take this one? So I was not in, anticipating having to be actually factual <laughs> last week, um, and Mike said, "Oh, they have like two albums." I mean, they have five, and I said, "Yeah, something said, like that." I said fifty. No, oh, you said 50. I said fifty, and I said, "Well, not that many," and he said, "Okay, like five. <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, that's that's about right." I was very wrong. They have nine, nine, and nine? that's not including the four greatest hits albums. And the one that they put out with Backstreet Boys and KOTBSB. And K- oh, that's a good K-O-T- one. The uh, uh, New Kids on the Block, Backstreet Boys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which was basically mixing a, it up. It was a disc of their old songs and Backstreet's old songs, and then one song that they did together. That's it. K O T S. So they got they suckered people into buying a bunch of old songs and then one new song for one new song. Oh yeah. What was that acronym again? N K O T B S B. Oh, okay. It should have been NK... New Kids on the Backstreet Boys. Back Boys. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds terrible when you say Ruth. the real words. They, they should have named the record BDSM. So, is, <laughs> so uh, N-K-O-T-B-B-S-B-B-D-S-M. That should have been the whole name of the and record. each one of those letters <laughs> is an acronym <laughs> for something else. <laughs> Kids oh. in... <laughs> I was um, I was terrified listening back to that that I was gonna sound so awful, and it's actually more funny than it is awful. Okay, good. I, I listened to it. I'm like, oh god. It's pretty hysterical. Um, yeah. what the heck? I was gonna say something else about. Oh, you guys came over to my house after you recorded that episode last mm-hmm. week because my sister and my brother-in-law were over, and Jen and Stephanie, my sister, basically just spent the entire night looking at videos on Jen's phone of Joey McIntyre air humping. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yep. With his much. shirt off. They do a lot of air humping. It's it's These a beautiful thing. Like actual actual videos that Jen took on the <laughs> on the NKOTB cruises. Yeah, she attends. She showed yes. me some videos of those cruises, and uh, I gotta say, they get pretty fucking raunchy. Yeah, they like do. really, like even for our standards, well, every, raunchy. Everybody's there for them. Nobody's gonna care what. No, but they're like, they're on stage, like just talking about their dicks, and one dude talks, the gay one talks about poop dick, and like shit dick. Didn't <laughs> he, say shit he dick? did. He does. He says shit dick ain't pretty. <laughs> like, well, that was oh, that was one thing. The other one. I have one to talks, imagine he's right. <laughs> right, but I but yeah, I can't be entirely sure. Joey, but. Joey accidentally in a drunken stupor nicknamed his penis daddy special treat. <laughs> <laughs> it was, <laughs> it, they do a game show every year, and it was <laughs> like Family Feud style. And it was something that guys may name their, or something that guys might name. And they said, and Joey was like, well, on this boat, I think they would all say penis. And so then he was rattling off names that guys would name their dick. And that's just creepy. it came out, daddy special treat. And he literally like, as soon as it came out of his mouth, he was like, Oh my god! I can't believe I just said it. It was mortifying. And you know, there's no one ever you know there's lets it plenty go. of videos out there of that moment too. Oh, every single. Oh, yeah. I have one myself. Every single person. <laughs> you have, you have a daddy person. special treat. <laughs> <laughs> he should do one of those. Uh, the Clona Willies. Oh, Clona Willie, and then he yeah. can sell them yeah. at Lovers Lane. The daddy special treat. Joy, Jenny Joy McIntyre's daddy special treat. The Jenny cruise. McCarthy has tried to get them to do that. Jenny McCarthy. Because she's married to Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, jeez, I was forgetting about that. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> anyway. I'll tell you what. What? Those two, they hump like rabbits. It's ridiculous. Yeah. She's an idiot. I can't. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into why, but she's a. She's just an idiot. Um, um, okay, let's, so, let's get into our drinks yeah, for the week. Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> so uh, so this week, um, as some of you may know... The uh, the Wahlberg boys are from the the great city of Baston. I wish you'd say the great state. Mike James, that's not right. <laughs> the great state of Baston. <laughs> from the great city of Boston. So uh, this week we went pretty standard with some good old-fashioned Sam Adams Boston Lager. And uh, to make the drinking experience even better, Jen was nice enough to bring uh, not one, not two, not three, but four. Five. 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 <laughs> New kids on the block koozies to keep our Bostons. We didn't even need five, but she bought, she brought five. You know, with I her. wanted to make sure you guys had options. Okay. Um, now, now I want what I wanted to do. If you're familiar with the um, the restaurant uh, Wahlburgers, they actually have their own craft beer at uh, at Wahlburgers uh, called the Wahlbrewski. and that would have been perfect to get for the show. They do not. I call is, the, is Wahlburgers a nationwide thing. Uh, yes. Ex- explain yeah. that, just in case people don't know exactly what Wahlberg oh, um, is. Uh, well, Wahlberg is their last name, and they own a burger joint called Wahlburgers. There you go. That's it. Cut and dry, baby. <laughs> there's one. Uh, there's one in Greektown, Detroit, though. Yep. And um, I actually called to see if they do growlers, or I was going to call. I think I asked you when I got home, though, and they. Yeah. I, I don't think they did, and you don't think they do either. So, that's probably that impossible to get, you know, outside of the restaurant. But you, you were going to see if they had what growlers. Oh, if they, if they if you could buy it. From oh, there. right on. But, yeah, um, that would have been cool. That would have been awesome. But. You could just go in with your own growler and buy pints at the bar <laughs> and pour it into the pour growler. It in. It's a blas- It's blasphemous for me to say, but I I don't actually like it. Uh, I had it. I think it's I think it's pretty good. Mm. It was nothing special. Like it wasn't like your like it's as I far feel like as it's craft, very hoppy or something. I don't I don't. Love see, it. I thought as far as craft beer goes, it was pretty disappointing. But that, that's not to say that it was bad though. It just tasted kind of light for my for my taste. You've mm. been to Wahlburgers? Yeah. Oh, I've never been. 
Mm-hmm. It's I'd like to go sometime. Are the, are the burgers actually really good? Yeah, the food's I fine. It. It's creepy, though, because you're in there, and I've never had Mark Wahlberg staring at me while I eat more in my entire life. <laughs> it's, it's terrifying. It's, 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 is this pictures of Wahlbergs all over? It's mostly him, though. All the big ones are him. like in underwear and stuff like that? They're on the fucking ceiling. They're on the walls. Well, not the pictures. The names of their movies and groups and stuff are on the I don't care. I was upstairs in the corner, so it was like... It's everywhere Surrounded. you look. It's just like Mark, Marky Mark staring at you with his fucking nipples well, the- <laughs> straight out at you. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. Well, the Detroit one is more Mark than most of them are because this is where he filmed Transformers. Mm. He's the one who brought it here. All that stuff. Most of the other ones are are more of a mix <clears throat> between the two, but this one has a lot more Mark. All right, so let's get back to this beer. Again, yeah, weird, sorry. weird shit I know, sorry. All right, um, let's see. Uh, da 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 the boss, the the Boston Lager. Should I do this? Oh yes, oh yes, yeah. You, Wait, you want you want Mark? Uh, oh, ooh. I don't know if I can do it. Dude, you're gonna do turn, uh, turn do... your turn your radio up because yeah. you're, I'm gonna whisper a we'll lot say... because Mark Wahlberg likes to whisper his lines. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, no, I was gonna say we can't turn subtitles on for a podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. I've never tried it. This is the beer. <laughs> this is the beer that started it all. Samuel Adams Boston Lager helped lead the American beer revolution reviving a passion for full flavored brews that are robust and rich with character since 1984 sam adams boston lager has used only the finest hand selected ingredients to create this perfectly balanced and complex original fucking brew (laughs) (laughs) winner good was that good good. Uh, the man, so, uh, of, the man of eight voices over here. So, uh, <laughs> the man, of, I should, that should be my new official title, James Baird, the man of eight voices. Uh, food pairings: small plates, blue cheese, black bean soup, mm. uh, bruschetta, Cobb salad, entrees, burgers, roasted or fried chicken, and burritos and desserts. I like how they give you like the sure. whole yeah. meal. Food pairings. They, they, they just list off every food there is. <laughs> 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 it pairs, pairs well with. Food. Just food. <laughs> uh, desserts, dark chocolate, chocolate and caramel cupcakes, or toffee cheesecake. Cupcakes. It's a... Oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> it's a 5.0 ABV and uh, 175 calories a bottle, so go nuts. That's not that bad. That's not bad, actually. <laughs> God, God, I can't do Oh, it. we came up with another one recently that we're like, oh, Jim would hate that, and I what forget is what it, it is. Um, I gotta text the the lady right now to see what uh, <laughs> what right. it was. Well, All while right. you're on that, uh, uh, so well, cheers. That's, that's what we're. Oh yeah, cheers. You gotta drink it. Cheers to the uh, to the Wahlbergs, ladies and gents. Mm. Tastes like prison. Mm. What? <laughs> I'm oddly enough. Everybody, never had this. everybody in Boston's been to prison at least once, right? Tastes like your mother. Mark has. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Hold on. So, <clears throat> Mark uh, Mark Wahlberg has done a stint in prison. What was it yes. for? Like stealing cars? No, it was actually we looked when we looked it up the other night. It was assault. Assault. Yep. That's assault, brother. Assault with a deadly baby. It was not. Did he beat someone with a baby? <laughs> wow. It what he did? Assault, assault with daddy's little tree. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's little treat. What the hell was it? He just walks Daddy's around with Joey. Treat. He just walks around with Joey and swings Joey's dick at people. <laughs> and then Don, did Donnie also do a, a, a run? Um, in, so in, in the in the slammer, Mark pled guilty to assault and he was sentenced to two years and served forty five days. Sounds about right. Donnie, well, this was before classic they, white male yeah, privilege. Well, and this was before they were famous. This is when he was still really young. A but um, <laughs> back when he was walking on the wild side. <laughs> 
But Donnie was arrested for arson during the New Kids <laughs> time frame. They were in a hotel room and he apparently poured vodka on the carpet and set it on fire. Oh, so that's like that's he, just like good old fashioned. He's arrested tour, for like, tour yeah. fun. He's arrested he for arson because he's lit so many hots on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, every, every it's hot, really funny. every hot in this place just fucking melted. It's, kid. <laughs> but the charges were dropped, and it's funny because in this last tour, he does stand on a piano that he sets on fire. So, well, there you go. go. Full circle. <laughs> All right. I got All one. right. Uh, <laughs> That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> and here's the news. Fagging. All right, so we got two weeks worth of news to catch up on. So oh, I cherry, no. I cherry picked the most important one. So hopefully this isn't going to be too too bad. Too bad. Too too bad. Um, first up here, uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro, fresh off of his Oscar wins. Who? Uh, uh, Who? Tonto. Oh. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro uh, has been tapped by Fox Searchlight. Uh, to create a brand new label for uh, Fox Searchlight that is going to be all horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. He, yeah, he has, he, he's going to be writing, directing, producing tons of movies under the new banner for <clears> Fox. <throat> and we said this after he won. Yeah. We said all the bigger companies are going to start making more genre movies oh, we got to make else. horror films now. That's yep. where the big dollar is. But that being said, though, good for him, though, because now good. he has freedom to probably bring a lot of stuff he's been wanting to do to life. Good for him, yes. Good, yeah. good for the rest of us. That remains to be well, seen. Well, if it's something he has his hands in, then yes, it's good yeah, for but, us. But, but everybody's going to start doing this. And well, not everybody's going to be turning out the kind of quality stuff that Guillermo del Toro does. Well, um, yeah. Well, there's something there's something on the tail of this that we'll get to at the very end but um, that I'm not happy about. But... Ooh. Mike's not drama. happy. <laughs> All right. A couple episodes ago, uh, a few ago now, we, uh, we did a movie called Pontypool. Oh, yeah. And uh, news broke relatively recently that uh, a Pontypool spinoff and sequel are in the works. Okay, they are they are a, a go for the most part. Um, yeah, the director weird, the director's been talking about doing a sequel for years. Sure. Yeah. Well, the first one that we're getting is more of a spinoff. You okay. remember at the end of the movie there was a post credit scene that was like black and white, I yes. think, and it was really weird. Yeah. And it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. The spinoff is a sequel to that sequence only. Really? Yeah. It's really bizarre. Uh, it's called Dreamland. Okay. And I have a synopsis here for you. Um, uh, writer Burgess and director McDonald have reteamed with star Steve Burgess. McCaddy. Burgess, sorry. Uh, has, they've reteamed with star Steve McCaddy. He's the one that played the, yeah. the main guy. Yeah, he was um, great. So Steve Mc, Stephen McCaddy stars alongside Juliette Lewis, uh, Tomas Lamarquis, and Henry Rollins in this darkly comedic tale about a reluctant, a reluctant hitman who chases his jazz legend doppelganger through a city populated by street urchins, a vampire, and a crime kingpin. That sounds amazing. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm super into that. <laughs> um, so apparently that had something to do with the end of Fine People. I have no idea how they got that out of that. but I don't care. It uh, sounds awesome. But they did. Um, he got... I. Yeah, uh, they said also, too, though, that there is the actual sequel to the movie that they are also working on. So cool. it looks like we're going to be getting both. They're actively working on both, and nice. uh, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, that's exciting Because Pontypool was amazing. I know one person who is going to be extremely excited, <clears throat> and that is Mr. Alex. The aforementioned from, Alex. From Beyond the Void. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, Stranger Things. Uh, the Maze has been the first thing to be announced for Halloween Horror Nights this year. Oh, cool. Which, even more so than last year, we need to go. <laughs> Could travel through the upside down? Are you kidding me? It'd be incredible. 
Um, so that's cool. So if you're in if you're in the LA area or planning on or uh, Orlando and you uh, you know what we should do on a trip. You know what we should do when we're headed out to well, that's only during Halloween Horror Nights, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I was gonna say when we're heading out to Jay's wedding. Oh, be do a little do a little layover in LA. Hey, get get married in uh, October. Yeah. Okay. In, instead, just move it up a few months. <laughs> good, good looking out. Um, <laughs> uh, there's some more casting news from uh, Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. Right. Um, there's a whole list of them, but the three main ones that I picked out: uh, Danny Trejo has joined the cast. Uh, the incomparable Clint Howard oh. has joined the cast. And also, uh, someone you like is uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips has joined the cast. Well, that's no surprise. He's in... Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. What, what do you mean, somebody you like? <laughs> I don't know. That's, you, you don't like me. Jeff Daniel Phillips? Nah, I fucking hate the guy. Come on. Nah, I love him. Um, we met him. He was real nice. He was a super nice dude, We actually. were super awkward meeting him because we, <laughs> uh, don't, we don't know how to talk Mr. to him. Mr. Daniels, I loved you in Dumb and Dumber. I loved you in the Geico commercials. <laughs> Did you know he was? Uh, did you know the guy from? You saw Thirty One, right? Jay went to, to the theater yep. to see Thirty One with us. The guy with the handlebar mustache, the tall, super tall guy with the handlebar mustache, and uh, he's he was the Geico caveman. Mm -hmm. Fun, oh, okay. fun fact. No, I didn't. I didn't actually. actually I didn't know that until we went to Motor City Nightmares and I saw all the pictures on the wall it's behind. It's funny him. that that's something he puts on his known for thing too. <laughs> I, I mean, that's uh, that's probably. He probably like that's probably some of his most well-known work. Probably the biggest even paycheck. Though, too. Even though people don't know who who actually did that, true, but true. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, um, something we've been talking about a little bit here is a movie called The New Mutants, mm. and how this movie just seems to be getting the shaft at every turn. Um, well, firstly, it got pushed back again. It is now coming out August second, twenty nineteen. That was bumped from previously pushed back from February 2019. Now it's Jeez. August of 2019. More rewrites from or what, from what the, the from the from the sounds of it, they're reshooting almost 50% of the movie. Uh, and here's the reason why: when they released that first trailer that everyone flipped out over because it was like all horror and everything, um, they used every pretty much scene of horror in the movie. From now, here's the weird thing. They did. They they screened it for test audiences, and it tested the set the same numbers that Deadpool did, which should be a no brainer to put the movie out, right? Yeah. But then it happened, and because the massive success of it, they realized, oh, we need to make this movie scarier, which was the original intent from the director. Then and the studio made him dumb it down. As the, as the movie stands right now in its finished form, it's basically John Hughes meets. Stephen King. Mm -hmm. That's what the people who've seen it have said. Yeah. And it's really not overly scary like that trailer made us believe. But because that trailer did so much business, now they're going back and they're making it a lot more scary and they're adding in new characters and the whole deal. Just stop. Um, one of the people, there was supposed to be um, an actor portraying Mr. Sinister at the very end. Mm -hmm. If you remember Sinister from uh, the old X-Men cartoons and stuff. Yeah. stuff. Um, and he's out now, I guess. But Antonio Banderas has been cast to play another character. So they're adding him in. Uh, there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff. It's just, it's just bizarre I, I it's just, a, it's a such a weird i just i don't th i don't think that like who, who's making this movie uh fox i don't they don't get it fox or sony one of the two i think I, it's fox i don't think they get it like I, I we we've heard like um who is it is it kevin's oh no uh adam green who talks all the yeah. time about basically basically the executives at at um these major production companies 
They started by going in and like sweeping the floors. Uh-huh. It's just they're just peons who uh-huh. went in and swept the floors for a few years, kind of learned a few things on the job, and then basically climbed the ladder to their to the point where they're the people who are calling the shots in Hollywood. Yeah. They're the people who make the decisions. And they've they, never made a movie a day in their life. They know they don't nothing know. about movies. And they're the ones calling the shots. And they're doing it based off of like these like polls and surveys and like and, and test screenings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But listen to your audience. If you're testing something and it's getting the marks that fucking Deadpool got, just stop right there. They wanted to capitalize on that it money. Oh That's god, it. you're stupid. You're so, so stupid. Yeah, that, dumb on them though for releasing a trailer that didn't accurately give the tone of the movie how you many know? how many trailers do you see like that nowadays though that sure. like they give away every but then every people single would, jump scare but then every people single would twist go, from the movie but then people would go into it and come out going oh that movie wasn't scary at all right. it was like they showed all the scary parts in the trip so it doesn't matter what you do people are gonna shit on it right um so i mean it is what it is i mean i don't know it, it it's it's just dumb just yeah, move I mean, on yeah. it's, it's dumb <laughs> So long, long, long I'm, long I'm way still for that. curious. I'll still watch it, but oh, sure. it, just like stop tinkering well, with. From stuff. the sounds of it, though, it's the same. The same director is is doing all the reshoots and everything else. And from the sounds of it, he's just now getting to direct the original screenplay that he wanted to make. Yeah. So he's making the movie he wanted to make now. Now he just has to go back and do it. I'd still be interested to see the other cut of the movie though. This sure. might be one of those fabled. You know, uh, original cuts that how, you never get to see. How frustrating must that be, though? Like, what, as the director, like, just listen to me the first time around. Now you're wasting all this time and all this money on something that might not might not hit. You don't mm-hmm. know. Well, now genre is huge now. Stupid. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, this is this is awesome news. Uh, on the official before the mask, the return of Leslie Vernon Facebook page. Um, Scott Glosserman. I know. I know. Moons. Old wounds heal hard. Yeah. I know. Bastards. Um, Scott Glossman tweeted a photo, or uh, fa- posted a photo of a table read. Oh, cool. With all the people from the original, plus news, and mm. with the hashtag, it's finally happening. Or nice. it's happening, one of the two. Cool. So it sounds as though there's actually progress being made, and they're moving forward on Before the Mask, well, they which did a, is they did really a cro- awesome. They did a crowdfunding campaign last year. Yeah, right? but it failed. It failed? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, you might so, be right about that. So I said this this the sequel was it was getting turned down and every they were looking no one would give them the money for it. So maybe they found the money. And I hope that they have cuz uh damn. That's, well, that's cool. Well, he could have used the uh could have used the money that he would have gotten from us for screening his movie. Could have uh, could have. No, I was waiting to watch to that. Fuck until us then. over. That's right, you still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. Because it got canceled. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, uh, before we get to some releases here, uh, Nick Castle is going to be returning as Michael Myers in the new Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been released this week, uh, however, that uh, his uh, return to the franchise is more of a cameo. Uh, there's, there's another actor that plays Michael Myers, I guess, throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um. And and uh, uh, Nick Castle comes in, basically just does a couple cameos here and there, and that's it. Uh, the other oh, guy so though, he's not actually playing Michael. Only in a couple scenes. Oh, only like, a couple so scenes. he's gonna be like Michael unmasked, maybe. Maybe not even that. I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do. Maybe just iconic shots he just stood in for. Uh-huh. But Michael Myers is being played by this new guy for the, the majority of the movie, though. Hmm. So a little little less uh, whelming than, than I thought it was going to be. A little less whelming. A little less whelming. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
I'm, I'm stuck. I'm sticking with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really care, quite frankly. I mean, like, no, Tyler I, Main stepped into the role of Mike Myers, and it was awesome. Like, so good. Yeah. Uh, so I'm okay with somebody else playing him, as long, I, as, he, as long as he gets the mannerisms right and everything else. Well, it's weird. I'm like you. You're going from Tyler Main back to Nick Castle, who's significantly less physically imposing. Sure. So they're gonna have another actor who's just as uh, just a, like the same degree of less imposing as Tyler Maine, and then you're gonna bring Nick Castle in for a couple of oh. shots. Like, it oh, just I'm seems sure weird. they'll, I'm sure they'll hide it. They're not gonna make him look like, a, oh, that's Nick Castle because Michael Myers looks like a little wiener now. Like, I'm <laughs> um, sure they're not gonna do unless that unless they're actually having an actor like who is the physical stature of Tyler Maine play the majority of the role. Oh, he is. And the guy's the, huge. Okay, so that's probably yeah. Nick Castle's not big. He's like six foot tall. So maybe that's the reason they're doing it. Like maybe, maybe it's if he's going to be unmasked, they'll use Nick Castle's maybe. face. Yeah, they could. And I then mean, use the big guy for the rest of it. That would make sense, you know, age wise. Yeah. You know, Michael Myers still ages, I think. Well, age and size yeah. wise. But size isn't wise. the whole point of this that it's taking it back to that original movie? Yeah. Well, yeah, but 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 this many years in the future. I know, but what like what he's saying with Tyler Mean that was the Rob Zombie version. Yeah, no, yeah, we're not saying they're connected. No, I'm we're just, just saying I'm like just the... saying like you like as far as cuz I I really liked the fact that Tyler Mean was so gigantic sure. in that role like that Right, but what I'm saying is if you're taking it, if they're taking it back to like this is kind of supposed to be like the the second movie after the original first one he wouldn't be huge because he wasn't in that first one. No, that's that's true. That's, that's, that's true. true. But I, for me personally, like getting getting used to having somebody that was so physically imposing yeah. on screen, like going back well, to a smaller Michael Myers might be a little. It's been like fifty years. Michael Myers could have gotten Jack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's where's he been the whole time? Shit. He's just been Boston. in a sewer somewhere <laughs> doing push-ups. <laughs> 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 All right, are you done with that one? Um, yes. Uh, so now it is time for Blues with Jew. Blues with Jew. Jew's back. <laughs> and he's got some blues. The aggressive gesture is back as well. Uh, one time we're going to have to have a camera on you when you do that. All right, so Alice, Sweet Alice. Uh, UK-based 88 Films has announced the release of the 1975 slasher Alice, Sweet Alice. Nice. Uh, it's a 2K scan from the original 35 print. Uh, in Alice, Sweet Alice, when a 10-year-old Karen, played by Brooke Shields, uh, this is her first appearance ever. That, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not as a 10-year-old Michael. Uh, is killed in, uh, when a 10-year-old Karen is killed in church on the occasion of her first communion. Jeez, that's dark. Her seemingly innocent older sister, Alice, played by Paula Shepard, becomes the prime suspect. Matters become uh, complicated as more of... Alice's family members are attacked along with residents of her apartment building. Can a 12-year-old girl be capable of such mayhem? Or is someone else with a vicious plan destroying her family? Mm. Been there, I've... done that. <laughs> 12 year old murderers. I've never actually seen Alice Wee Alice. It's, it's, it's one of those like <clears throat> classic slashers that I've just never, uh, never gotten around to seeing. Yep, I don't think I have either. We should probably... There's a lot of good movies that we've never seen that we should probably get around to seeing. Because instead we watch a lot of bad movies. Mm. Uh, so second up here, Arrow Video has announced the 1995 vampire flick, The Addiction. Uh, the UK UK release will be out on June 25th and June 26th for the US. Um, uh, who the hell? Oh, uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, okay, movie. yeah. Okay. Christopher Walken along with um, uh, 
shoot. What the, Sounds I, I forgot awesome. To, I forgot to. Uh, Lily Taylor from okay. The Conjuring. Okay. Uh, it's a 4K scan of the original negative, as well as reversible sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Peter Strain. Have you ever seen any of Peter Strain's? Artwork. I don't know him by name, but I've probably seen. This guy's amazing. I, I put a couple of. Oh his, yeah. He does yeah. like this really amazing like typographic artwork. Yep. And uh, that's cool. Look at that Jaws one. Yeah, it's really is cool. that badass. Jay. Ooh. Check that one out. That's David sweet. Lynch. Anyway, uh, so that uh, the. Um, the original artwork, or, or sorry, so the original artwork will be done by Peter Strain, but then for the first pressing, for anybody who's lucky enough to get the first pressing, it's going to feature exclusive illustrated collector's booklet with new writing on the film by critic Michael Ewens, who gives a shit. Nobody cares what critics have to say about <laughs> movies, right? <laughs> uh, in that movie, philosophy student Kathleen, played by Lily Taylor, is dragged into an alleyway on her way home from a class by Casanova. Uh, and bitten on the neck. She quickly falls ill, but realizes realizes that it isn't any ordinary disease when she develops an aversion to daylight and a thirst for human blood. Mm. 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 Uh, Piranha 2? Yeah. Anybody interested in this one? So that's yeah. factory disc, right? This is a This is just an update on Piranha 2, the spawning. Um, you may remember that it, it was originally set for a, a January 2018 release, and it got pushed back. Um, Scream Factory just announced that the new official release release date will be Ju July 20... I can't talk today, I'm sorry. <laughs> July 31st, 2018. Uh, nice. Extras and specs are still in progress on that one. Sweet. And last but certainly not least, Scream Factory. Mm -hmm. Surprise. I know what you're going to say already. I'm so <laughs> excited. They just announced three uh, brand new John Carpenter blues that will be dropping on July 24th. I think they're just going to do the entire John Carpenter library at this point. I think they're working their way through yep. it. Uh, and I shouldn't say brand new. Two of these actually have been released on blue before. Mm -hmm. Or no, I'm sorry. Two of them have never been released on blue. And then the third one has, has been but was uh, highly requested for a, a much needed update. So... Yep. Uh, in the Mouth of Madness from 1995, Someone's Watching Me from 1978, and Memoirs of an Invisible Man from 1992. Extras and specs also still in development. So, the, In the Mouth of Madness, it's it's the last of uh, Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy that I have not seen. Dude, I just that's the one movie for some reason. It is so good. It has escaped me, and I don't know why. Fanboy fail. I know, right? I know. Harthen's veto is just so disappointed in me. In all honesty, <laughs> like we probably well, so we did our uh, our HP Lovecraft episode mm -hmm. a few weeks ago with Jancy Pants, and uh, we probably should have watched In the Mouth of Madness for for that one yeah, because yeah. it was well. Did we do two? Did we do two movies that were inspired by or actual? We no, did, no, uh, we did The Void, and we did... Um, oh, we did Dreams in the Witch House was a direct out yeah, adaptation, house, yeah. and then The Void, which is just H.P. Lovecraft inspired. Yep. We should have... Yeah, this movie, if you're going we'll in for... It, we'll fit it in if for we're something. going in for H.P. Lovecraft 2.0, we definitely have to do In the Mouth of Madness. Absolutely. So, anyway, that's it with Jew, Man Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work on that. Yeah, we still... All right, uh, last bit of news, which is both awesome and infuriatingly frustrating... Um, so it's no, it's no surprise at this Kinda point. Kind of like your sex life. It's, no, except, for, <laughs> except for the awesome part. Yeah, no, no, it's just frustrating. <laughs> um, so we all know that genre efforts cleaned up at the Oscars this year. Yeah. Apparently, uh, that did not bode well with the powers that be at the Academy. Yeah. Uh, people, uh, from the article that I had read earlier, people that were uh, back in um, the bigwigs that were watching the program go on, 
uh, were like flipping over tables and being like, like, like legitimately pissed because they thought movies like Darkest Hour got snubbed by this monster movie. Um, and so much to where uh, older members of the Academy were just not even watching Get Out and they were just voting against it without ever even watching it. Like there was a lot of snubbery going on in the Academy yeah. and the old, old guy powers that be want none of it. So here's what they're doing. <laughs> That's why the Academy Academy Awards are bullshit. So here's what they're, they're doing. Pointless. Next year, they're adding three new categories to the, uh, to the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, best genre picture, <laughs> best genre director and best genre screenplay. Wow. Uh, those three categories now, which will suck up any genre movies that have Oscar potential, will be handed out quietly before the televised uh, show. Oh my god! Just like the heavy metal awards for the uh, right. for uh, the Grammys. Yeah. Uh, and now, and basically, the whole point is that those movies will never be infiltrating those categories ever again. So yes, genre is finally getting represented at the Oscars, but they're pushing it off air and segregating it from the main show no one will ever just so it. just so just so that nobody just so that never happens again that is like supremely it is, fucked up yeah it is it is it sucks it's a dull it's a dual-edged sword because you're finally getting oscar recognition for moves which we've been clamoring for for a lot of people who are fans of the genre of genre stuff we've wanted that recognition for so long and they're giving it to us in the most backhanded way <clears throat> Like, well, getting an Oscar for it still means something. Yes, because your peers are still technically voting for you. Mm -hmm. And those old guys probably won't even take the time to vote for those those categories. Yeah. So it still means something because you're still getting the award based on by the people that like that stuff. Right. But it's shitty because you're basically a laughingstock of the Academy. Right. And it's like, what, like what, what the fuck? Like, why is it so difficult? For people to realize that genre films have more to offer than just like blood and guts, like I don't get it. I really, really don't get it, and I, it, it's infuriating. It really is. I, I wish I would have had more time to like think on this to 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 talk about this more, but like I, I I've got nothing right now. I'm just like dumbfounded because mm -hmm. I didn't read the article that you're talking I'll, about. It's on uh, the uh, one that I read on was uh, bloody disgusting, but I'm sure it's being uh, carried everywhere. But this is just um, like, it's like. It's outrageous. Yeah. I can't believe that. It's so fucked up. This is an outrage! This is an outrage! <laughs> well, when he was reading it earlier, he started off by, he's like, oh my god, they're getting these new categories, and he's so excited about it. Like, that's fantastic. And then, like, two minutes later, he goes, mother... I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this calls for, like, a, for like a, a, a tweet war. Just get, like, just start rallying the, the genre troops to just... To, to start tweeting at the Academy Awards and just be like, you people are just scum. Hashtag, I know, I know hashtag that Oscar so old. Exactly. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch. So did this article actually specify that they're going to give them out prior to yeah. the award show? Yeah, oh, okay. it did. I'll, wow. let you, I'll let you read the article. That's all ridiculous. Yeah. That's, oh man. This is their way. This is their way of packaging them up. Here, here, we'll give you what you want. And we're going to package push, you in this nice them, box. And we're going to push you off to the side. side. Yeah. And that's a sponge, though, because anything that could be considered genre will now automatically go, go to that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it'll include it's a, it's it'll include horror. It'll, it'll include sci-fi, we'll fantasy, get rid of everything. Yep. And the problem is, what happens if you get movies like Dark Knight Rises for, or, or, or The Dark Knight, for example, right. where you had, um, uh, um, I can't think of his name, Heath Ledger, Heath, Le Heath Ledger, who won it posthumously. Right. Would that would that be considered genre now? 
Yeah, like, like, probably. Yeah, so, that would, so that would get sucked into it, even See, though it well-deserved fucking Oscar. They're screwing themselves over because this year in particular, for the for the past several years, but this year in particular, the numbers for, like, the ratings for the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, they're at an all-time low. We need... You know, and, screw th- and they're just fucking themselves over even more. Screw- if you start pulling this kind of stuff, like, people are just going to say, well, screw you it's, then. I'm it's not watching Hollywood this elitist, anymore. elitism at its finest. Yeah, is Absolutely. Is. More now, more than ever, they need to come back with the fucking Scream Awards. Like that award show meant more to genre filmmakers and genre fans mm-hmm. than any Academy Awards, any Golden Globes, any Emmys. It means more to them than anything. Mm-hmm. It needs to be brought back and like institutionalized where there's money behind it and actually give it a go. But then, but then the the old balls at the Oscars, they're like, all right, well, we got our way. These, I don't, honestly, these, I don't these care. Prick, these pricks aren't trying to get our awards anymore. Fuck the Oscars, seriously. It's it's pointless anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll still watch them, because there are a lot of other great movies that get recognized, but for for this stuff, yeah, it's... It's it's just, uh, I don't know. It's straight, uh, what's the word they used last week? Bull cocky. Bull cocky. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, yeah. We'll dis- anyway. We'll discuss that more after we've had a, <laughs> honestly, yeah. like after we've had a chance to sort of digest it digest that a little bit yeah. Gosh, so anyway, that's annoying those are uh, that's your news for the week boom that was the news thanks uh, jay and we're gonna we're gonna take a break we're gonna listen to some new kids mm-hmm. we're gonna listen to some wild side step by step Ooh, babe. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, so we've been giving Marky Mark uh, a whole lot of funky love in this whole, you know, first part of the show. Uh, but we got to give some love to the little brother. Stop. Older brother. Donnie's older? Mark's the baby of nine. Are you shitting me? No baby way. of nine? Yeah. Then again, though, then again, though, that receding hairline kind of makes sense. Yeah, how do you, how sense. Do you look at Donnie and think that I he's older? Thought, than... I always thought Donnie was younger. I don't know. Dude, mm-hmm. come on. I don't know my wall bros. Get your Wahlberg <laughs> shit straight, Michael. So we're going so, so to move away from the baby and go to the older guy. I well, Take over. Let, well, let me let me let me ask you first. Are you a are you a Donnie guy? Or are you a Mark guy? Mm. Girl slash girl. I'm a Mark girl for sure. You're a Mark girl for sure. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Donnie. Mm. Ooh, Donnie, all the way. Mm. She loves she loves that receding hairline and shit stash. Oh, she loves it. <laughs> oh, loves oh, it. This and, movie, then you probably love oh me. My God. <laughs> this this movie between the the longer hair with the receding hairline <laughs> and the mustache was. It oh, was the, difficult. It was not his best look. And he had a shtick in this movie that I, I hated. Oh, his the, the, the fucking electric razor. <laughs> yes. Like when he was trying to like be tough guy and like uh, you know be like the cop who's just sort of laid back about his job. He would pull out a an electric razor and just start shaving his neck when he clearly has no five o'clock shadow whatsoever. It's like, what are you shaving, Donnie? You 
piece of shit. It's like shit. the third time he did it. I looked at Mike, I'm like, what in the actual fuck is <laughs> yeah. he doing? Like, why does he keep doing it? I'm like, is that a thing? Like, does that play a part? Mm, it's just, it, was, no it was a stupid shtick. I didn't, like, whose just idea character was that? Quirk. Mm. I don't know. Uh, so the movie we're talking about is uh, Dead Silence from <clears throat> 2007, uh, directed by a one James Wan. James Wan. The a James Wan. one James Wan. James Wan. Uh, <laughs> written by Lee Winnell. So that duo back, they always put out nothing but stellar uh, efforts. Um... Right. Oh, wait, oh, oh wait, yeah. not, not nothing but, because this movie fucking sucked. <laughs> All right, I was going to say, what the... It wasn't that bad. Okay, listen, listen, every every great director puts out a stinker in mm. their, uh, at least one stinker this in is, their... This is definitely one stinker. This is definitely one stinker. Um, this if, was also, though, a... If James put out a stinker, <coughs> this is the one. <laughs> um... <laughs> This is also the movie, though, where they had an absolute fuck ton of studio interference. Yeah. And uh, Lee Winnell basically has disowned this movie. He hates it. He hates the final product. It's not what they wrote. It was chopped to bits by the studio. And you can absolutely tell uh, in almost every facet of the movie. So I'm not going to hold them. Well, this, this just goes back to what I was talking about before. Studios, the people yep. who are calling shots mm-hmm. at the studios, they don't know what the fuck they're talking mm-hmm. about they do, they're just guys who used to sweep floors they don't this, know anything this was a movie where they went to the studio heads they pitched an idea and then wrote a script based off that pitch right uh and lee winnell has gone on to say that he will never do that again and he will always write for spec right which means he'll write the entire script first right based on a, based on his idea before he goes to the studio before he does anything yep. and this is why this is unfortunately what you get uh the movie is starring uh ryan quantin uh who would is the hold, oh, oh, hold on <clears throat> Can I, I, I want to see if I know you as well as I do. A, a lot of times you like to call people the poor man something. Oh, I didn't think about this one, so let me think about it. Okay, I got it. Oh, you don't have, you don't have, I, 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 I got one though, I already got one. Do so. you really? Look, I'm going to, I'm going to just say, you think he's the poor man's. So I say it at the same time? Uh, like on, on three or <laughs> one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Right? All right. One. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yes! <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I, I, I I thought for sure that you would have that in your notes already because, no, because you love people. You love calling certain actors the poor man's something. The or difference other. is, yes, he is the poor man's Ryan Reynolds. Yep. The difference is, though, is if this was Ryan Reynolds, it would have been a good role because uh. it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's uh, the thing, like. I don't. I never understand. So Ryan Quatton, if you don't know who he is, he played the other Stackhouse brother in True Blood. I think that's his most other notable role. Um, uh, he played uh, yeah. what's her name's older brother. One, yeah. one, one, uh, one, uh, like issue that I have with when people are shooting actors who aren't from America, which is fine if you're not from America, but if you're doing an American accent and we live in the age of digital filmmaking, so it's really, it doesn't cost you a lot of money to go back and do a second take. Sure. Not film wise, at least. Yeah. When the accent breaks, go back and do another fucking. That take. was that was one of the things I told Jen when we watched it because I had watched this movie in parts before, um, and that was my big takeaway: is like his accent goes in and out so much, it's I, I can't even take him seriously as a character. Well, it's like one of the one of the main things that I saw, and I noticed this a lot in Sons of Anarchy because uh, Charlie Hunnam is uh, English, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Ryan Quanton, Ryan Quanton, yes. I think, is uh, Australian. Okay. He and is, yeah. when I went to watch this movie, I didn't know he was Australian, but as soon as I heard him say the line, he said, uh, he, sa- he said, right before Lisa is killed, mm-hmm. his wife's name is Lisa, and he goes, right before, r- right before Lisa is killed, 
like a lot of a lot of times English people and Australian people will put an R on the end of a, a name that's not supposed to have if they're if it's in the middle of a sentence. I'm like, first of all, now I know that guy's not American. Yep. Just go back and redo this. Just just a quick. It's one line. Just it's, go back and redo the shot. Yeah, it's possible they were having a hard time with it and they just couldn't spend the time though to reshoot literally everything. You, you can't know? say Lisa. Yes, Bostonians you can. add an R at the end of a lot of things like that. Too. They do, yeah. But you know he's not from because he goes back to his hometown. So you and know Bostonians he's not from Boston. take R's off of things. Yes. I'm gonna go pick up the car. <laughs> yes. Driving the car. I'm gonna go down take, to the bar. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take the car and go see Lisa. Yes, <laughs> they take R's out of things that where it belongs and put them in words that they don't belong in. It's so really, they're kind of like the Lisa, Lisa. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. That was um, my that was my one little. Um, not a not a whole lot of other uh, big names in this uh, flick, though. Uh, Bob Gunton played uh, uh, Ryan Quatton's father. Yeah, well, he's, he's he's pretty well known. Well, Donnie Wahlberg. Well, I'll say and besides <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg, yeah, the most important character because right. of our show tonight. Uh, um, actually, uh, and, and actually, a very young Keir Gilchrist. Who is uh, Keir Gilchrist? Uh, Keir Gilchrist played young Henry, okay. uh, the mortician. Oh, okay. Keir, Gil- Keir Gilchrist is the kid from It Follows. And uh, oh, he right. was in that other Paul Solid movie. Um, uh, uh, Grace? No. no um, um, good. No. The summer one. Uh, what yeah, the hell was it called? I, I Dark, Dark Summer? Yep, that's it. And he was also in um, um, uh, Atypical, that okay. Netflix that Netflix show where he plays a, a, an autistic kid in high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... So yeah, uh, Dead Silence. Uh, it's about a young widower returns to his hometown to search for answers to his wife's murder, which may be linked to the ghost of a murdered ventriloquist. Um, so wow, James Wan, right after Saw, makes another movie about a puppet <laughs> named Billy. <laughs> oh my god, that didn't even register with me. Yeah, why would you... I don't understand this. Leave it out. Why would you name the puppet the same that you named the puppet in your first movie. That really it doesn't is dumb. make and, and he put the puppet he put the saw puppet, the saw puppet. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you noticed it. When when they get to the at the end, they get to the uh the island the where all the or the theater where there's yeah. the hundred hundred and one dolls on the wall. Yeah. On the ground as he's walking in, the jigsaw puppet is sitting on the ground. I totally missed that. Uh James Wan also put the jigsaw face in uh, his next movie, Death Sentence. So he he put that in a lot of his movies. But it's just a lot of really bizarre choices that they made yep. uh, in this flick. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I I wanted to like this movie. I really did. It's James Wan. It's Lee Winnell. Um, it's I loved. I liked True Blood at the time. So Ryan Quanton was appealing to me. Like the whole, yeah, Donnie. Uh, the whole movie <laughs> just, got, <laughs> so just got those evil eyes. Um, I really, really wanted to like this movie, and in within the first twenty minutes. I almost, I paused it when we were watching it the other night. I paused it. I'm like, this movie moves at such a breakneck speed. You don't even know who the characters really are, and they're already like three levels deep into the plot. Right. You know, like the the wife dies. He's framed for murder, and or, or, or a suspect for murder. He's going to do this. He finds out about the doll. Like, all this happens in the first twenty minutes, and you have no time to catch your breath. Right. And and process what you're actually seeing, and it's and it's really jarring because it's like it's just. It's because of that that everything seems disjointed because it doesn't really fit together. And I have a feeling that was a lot of the editing. They probably cut a shit ton of footage out of this movie and just sandwiched it together. Mm -hmm. And this is what you get. Yeah. Um, Like you said, I I really wanted to like this movie too. And and especially back when it came out, like I I wasn't, you know, I had seen uh, the first song actually... uh, 
I guess by this point there have been three Saw movies. Two. Yeah, Saw was two. In, two. I guess uh, the yeah, third Saw one was in came 03, out so. uh, the October after this. This 04, came out in March of uh, 2007. And I remember seeing the the uh, the trailers for this movie and being like, man, that really looks mm-hmm. pretty scary. Like the 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 villain Mary Shaw is really pretty creepy looking, mm-hmm. and the doll reminded me of. Uh, Slappy. slappy from from it's exactly from slappy. It's exactly yeah. slappy. And slappy always freaked me out when I was younger. So like it it had it had the promise of being like a pretty sure. cool movie. But like you said, there's just so many. It, I'm sure on it was, paper it was. It was, <laughs> it was kind of disjointed. Yeah. It was also as far as the scares go. Like it, it was very paint by numbers horror. Like there it was all it was a it was jump scare palooza, and 99 percent of them didn't work. No. Um, it wasn't really scary. It was. It looked like stuff that you would see, honestly, in like a high budget haunted house. Yeah, like it really did. And it's like it, that. That stuff's not scary to horror fans. Maybe they were trying to just appeal to casual viewers where they scare easier. I don't. I don't like, know like what it they're. Had, it had some cool ideas, like the idea that. Um, so so this um, this ventriloquist Mary Shaw. Uh, is you know they do a flashback where she's putting on a show and one of the kids in the crowd, like and she's putting on a very convincing show yeah. like she's doing this Billy puppet and it, with like a ma- uh, like a male voice and and it looks really awesome, and then a kid in the crowd says I can see your lips moving and she immediately is just like mm-hmm. fucking sad. and then Billy's like also like I did you get the sense that Billy wasn't actually like she like maybe there was something no billy had a mind of his own like there was something sure. unholy about this all along like yes. maybe like she he had was possessed by something else yeah. yeah and and then she in very... turn was possessed by whatever he was possessed by it's a very puppet master type thing because in, in the old puppet master movies they would put on these shows Toulon would put on the shows mm-hmm. but the puppets were they had acting themselves right they were you know, possessed or whatever exactly and yeah yeah, so that, there was some cool ideas. Like, I kind of liked the the fact that after she was murdered and, like, all these years went by and everything, like, every time she would kill somebody, she uh, inherited their voice. Mm-hmm. So she could use that voice to kind of play with other people. She's like, you, the man with eight voices. <laughs> <laughs> like, how'd you kill all that? <laughs> One thing I hated, though... Like, cause that idea in itself is pretty cool. Like, sure. she would actually rip out their tongues, and then she, and then she, had their voice. Like, she could use their voice. I fucking hated though that she had a this big like eight foot demon tongue. It yeah, was yeah, it was I hated ridiculous. that. Like, that was completely unnecessary. And, and I bet you that was good. I bet you that was one of the studio exact things. Sure. Like, one of their notes were like, you know, it'd be really cool is if she had this big demon tongue. Like, Neh. it's funny because it doesn't. It doesn't. That seems like way too on the nose for. James Wan, it's funny. And, and Lee Winnell. It's funny that you, you bring up these studio people. Uh, you brought up uh, uh, Adam Green, his stories about the studio. Yeah. And one of his, in one of the couple of the notes that he got before, he was writing an Aquaman, um, cart- uh, it was an Aquaman movie or something, like that, a cartoon or something. Yeah. And one of the notes was, "Can you get rid of the water?" Yeah. That was literally one of the notes they gave Aquaman. him for an Aquaman. Like, no. Another one was he was writing a script or whatever, and one of somebody's notes was, can we put a scary stove I remember in that here story. somewhere? Scary stoves like, are like, really, like, yeah, like really stoves, scary. Like, stoves are really scary. Can you put, like, a scary stove in there like, somewhere? What is, exactly does a scary is, stove? <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> no, nobody nobody knows. knows. But he put one in, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He worked it in. Right. But, like, this is the kind of shit, though, that's the notes that studio... They give you notes because... They they have to. If they don't, 
then they're not doing their job. Right. Like so they'll Hansel give you Gretel shit that doesn't make sense. So, like, I, don't I don't even know. remember what it was for. <laughs> Do you remember what that was for? The scary no, it stove? No, it was for, it was probably it, for. It was, and it was in that same movie that they said, uh, put a car chase in. You have to put yeah. a car. He's he, like, this is a horror movie. This is not he like ghost a writes action a ton. Movie. Like, he, that's, yeah. that's how he makes most of his money, actually. Is he writes a ton of stuff um, that he's never credited for. It's just like for projects or whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the movie. Yeah, it. I like the aspect of her taking the the voices and all that. It's very yeah. Shao Kahn. <laughs> or not Shao Kahn. Uh, Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. Oh. Your soul is mine. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's very that or whatever. And I like that concept. I just I didn't like Mary Shaw either though. I thought I thought her character was the biggest cliche of creepy old ghost woman. You she, know, like she there's was very, nothing well, yeah, inventive I mean, about her. I figured you probably wouldn't like her. She she's definitely. Is when when it comes to ghosts, like James James Wan has a very uh, recognizable style because yes. he does the very human looking ghosts with the dark eyes and stuff, like the kind of stuff that you don't really well, like. Not really, because I just, I it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing for me. It's very subjective based on the movie that I like or don't like it. Mm-hmm. This one was actually fine. Like like she was a ghost or whatever, but she, it was like the the black crackly lines on her face was just dumb. Well, like it's she, just like well she was they to be a doll. they said that she said so she had a hundred and one of these uh, puppets. Mm-hmm. And when she died, part of her will was that she wanted to be buried with all 101 of her, her children, her mm-hmm. puppets. But also she wanted the um, mortician to make her up to look like a puppet. Yeah. So that was the whole point of that. Like, she was supposed to look like a puppet herself. Like the, like Fair. The yeah, that's true. The... That's true. I still think it looked dumb, though. I, I just wasn't a fan of it. But it was definitely, like, you could see this was definitely, like, a precursor to the style of ghosts that he used in... Uh, like the Conjuring movies, mm-hmm. and uh, sure, sure, Insidious. He did the Insid- yeah, yeah, Insidious, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Um, but He's uh, kind of a slouch filmmaker. No. <laughs> um, Saw, Insidious, Conjuring. Oh, and then there's spe- this gem. Speaking of Saw, um, not a, so Charlie Clouser did the the music for this. Movie. I know exactly what you're gonna say. I, let me, let, can, um, can, I, can I see if you're right? Can I see if I'm right? Sure. Are you gonna say we're the, playing this game tonight? Yeah. Apparently, are you gonna say at the very end when they kind of talk about the reveal twist? It's the same exact kind of music. They ended it. They ended song. it like a song yeah. movie. Yeah. Yep. That yep. was. I was gonna say that, and also I was just gonna say like I don't feel like, like I like Charlie Clauser's style of scoring films, <laughs> but I don't think that he was right for this movie. No. This no. movie. This movie to me should have had like a more gothic. Mm-hmm. Orchestral gothic like, fairy tale because right. that, that's the whole movie was was predicated on this little urban legend fairy tale that you heard as a kid. Right. Uh, not only that um, that that uh, Midnight Man movie that's coming out, or yeah. there's a ton of movies that, that use that. Oh, it's like it's Bloody like, Mary. It's like Bloody Mary. Yeah. yeah, like any of those like and, old and that folklore can be done tales well. that, that can be done hear. over and over and Absolutely. done well. Yeah, it just didn't work. Another uh, another thing that really bothered me. So in the trailer, I don't know if you remember this or not. Um, and uh, I had to go. I, I had to go back and watch the trailer to to confirm this. But in the trailer, the uh, the poem that they say. Yeah. So there's the poem. It's uh um, where is it? Uh, so in in the trailer it was, beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. That doesn't rhyme. And if you <laughs> see, and if you see her, do not scream. She'll rip your tongue out at the seam. Yeah. That's exactly. Point for point. Yes. That's that's how it like, tells you who Mary Shaw is. She had a bunch of dolls. If you see her, don't scream. She's going to rip your tongue out. Done. In the movie, they went with, uh, beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure you never, ever scream. They never 
she never appears to people in their dreams. No. That's not how it works. No. Yeah, it didn't make sense. And, so, it, and, it, so why didn't you just stick with the original poem? It made yep. way more sense. Yep. She doesn't appear to people in their dreams, so what would it matter if you screamed if you saw her in your dream? Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like I said, disjointed. Absolutely disjointed. We're gonna we're gonna chalk up all the bad decisions in this movie, whether we know it to be true or not. Well to, that was probably to another, the executives. That was yeah. probably another executive thing. That, right. You know that nightmare on Elm Street thing where he comes to them in their dreams? <laughs> we want the poem to be something like that. <laughs> it very well could have been, yeah. quite frankly. That sounds that sounds very well into the realm of possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Or, except they probably didn't know which movie Nightmare on Elm Street was. You know the <laughs> one with the guy with the claws? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. They got the machete and the hockey mask? <laughs> That's the one, right? Um, so let's talk about how dumb Donnie Wahlberg is. Mm. Hey. <laughs> because, yeah, sure. let me tell you what, if he was uh, if he was a real police officer... He plays one in just about every movie he's ever yeah, been yeah. in. Yeah, and, and I gotta be honest, he wouldn't... Uh, he wouldn't last a day in the in the real world as a cop. Well, why do you say that? <laughs> because, okay, so he's following, Donnie Wahlberg's character is shaving and following the entire movie. And he, fo- first off. It's kind of Ryan, what detectives do, you know. First off, Ryan Kwan is a suspect in the, in the, the, in murder, the murder of his Because wife, they yeah. don't believe that the doll did it. Now, Ryan Kwan does believe the doll does it, did it. And that gets, I have a whole other topic about that. But, um, you're a murder suspect and he's able to just, leave town like they don't stop him and he takes a piece of evidence from the crime scene with him why was that evidence from the crime scene the doll not in police custody why was that not in lockup well when he went back to his apartment there was still police tape over the door so i'm guessing maybe but he why wasn't the supposed police, to return to the but scene why would the police just leave evidence like that behind first off well they were probably still processing the scene well but uh, why would you assume that a uh, doll like that would be evidence because all ryan quatton's character was talking about was that doll that should have been the first thing that they took but not in the beginning in the beginning he first when he's he doesn't mention it until he gets to the police station yeah at which point he mentions that he received the package but never that he thought the doll did it or that it was any in sort of any way Gotcha. Part of how gotcha fucker yeah i guess maybe i don't know he still seemed looks like the dumbest cop on the face of the earth. He really, really did. Like, now, when the he most tries ineffective to, cop. <laughs> but when he tries to bury it, that's when Donnie's character says, clearly this is evidence because you're trying to get rid of it. And that's where it clicks to him that's part of it. Oh, fair enough. All right, So fine. he's actually a pretty good cop, Mike. Fine, fine. <laughs> Don't like him. He's got a bad mustache. Uh, <laughs> that well, mustache I, is I, terrible. I'd say, I'd, say the, I'd say the most <laughs> glaringly obvious part of him being probably a bad cop is that he followed the dude by himself and never yeah. told anybody where he was going, mm-hmm. which ended up poorly for him in the end. Well, look at his character in Saw, though. His 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 partner got killed. Maybe that's why he, uh, maybe that's why he doesn't have one in uh, Dead Silence. But I don't think you ever, correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be, but do you ever see another cop in this entire movie? No. Uh, in the police station, I think you might. I don't even know that you do there. Maybe one, but I don't think oh, so. Oh, uh, just when he's when he's first walking down the stairs, which is also the very first scene where he's walking down the stairs talking to the, the female detective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see her again? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. So she was just there just to, like, the, the exchange that they have is pointless. It has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then she's just gone. 
could have been she could have been a bigger character in an original script. Too. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it's possible. A lot of times you'll see characters left in. That yeah, that's the thing. Like you said, parts. I'd, I'd really like to know what was in the, or not even really in the, the original Some script. Find but an like, original screenplay and read it. But yeah, like what what they originally had intended for this movie mm-hmm. because it's it's obviously not what came out because Lee Winnell hates it so much. Yeah. Uh, my my other big problem with the doll is that Ryan Quanton, like from the very get go, thinks that this doll had everything to do with killing his wife. Mm-hmm. Yet he just brings it with him outside of the box and then props it up in a chair, staring at him while he <laughs> yeah. sleeps every single yeah, night. Why wouldn't you put it back in the box? It's like, listen, I believe this thing killed my wife. I'm gonna sleep next to it. Right. <laughs> it doesn't like, make any sense. First of all, when it's in the car, put that thing in the box in the trunk. Yeah. Like it does not need to be in the front seat, like seat belted in. That's mm-hmm. not necessity. You had a nice carrying case. You could have locked the dummy in there. Right. Yeah, for sure. And well. then in the hotel room, he again leave it in the box mm-hmm. in the car. It does not need to come in the room. With I just you. I hate That's how, how you die. Literally propped it up in the chair too. Yeah. He didn't just throw it on the couch. No. He literally sat it in the chair. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? It made for a good jump scare, Mike. No, it didn't. No, saw it coming a mile away. <laughs> uh, that part was kind of all right when uh, when he wakes up. So, well, for uh, I'll, I'll finish. I'll finish talking about this scene, but then I want to get to the 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 idea that everything goes quiet. You uh-huh. know. So it, that made for a decent jump scare because he wakes up and everything is quiet and then all of a sudden uh, Billy is standing right in front of him yeah. in the bed. But then he doesn't know whether he's just seeing things or not because Billy's face is actually in the mirror across mm-hmm. the room. Yep. That was kind of cool. And he then and the then he turned and then he turned over toward the window and he saw what he thought was Mary Shaw behind the curtains. Like you, we've all had that kind of stuff happen to us at night where you think you're seeing like some really weird shit, but you don't know because you're still half asleep. So sure. that was a pretty good scene to me. But uh, this, the whole idea of he, he figures out by the end because he even says it to Donnie Wahlberg's character because every time Mary Shaw is about to show up, you hear the, the soundtrack from the movie go, yeah. and it goes completely quiet. And everything in their surroundings goes completely quiet. It's True. almost like they can't hear anything but their own like breathing anymore. And even says to to uh, Detective Lipton, he says, "This is how it all starts." So you know that she's about to show up. She's the she's literally kind of one of the worst villains in the world because she can't kill you unless you scream. Yeah. If you know she's going to show up, that gives you plenty of time to prepare yourself to not scream when she well, shows up. And he hey. does tell Donnie Wahlberg that at the end. He goes, don't scream. Like He does actually say it, so they are they are hip to that a little bit. And Well, and to be fair, the only reason uh, Lipton dies is because he's... Fall- John Lipton. He's he's falling <laughs> off of like a, like a 50-foot catwalk, which I think anybody would scream at that point, mm-hmm. except for... Except for... Uh, Lipton is Donnie Wahlberg, by the way. Yeah, except for Jamie... Who's Ryan Quanton? He met, he he has the wherewithal as he's falling off of this 50, 60 foot catwalk to as he starts to scream, he puts his hands over his mouth and covers mm-hmm. his mouth so he doesn't mm-hmm. scream. So he has the wherewithal to not scream as he's falling six stories out of the air. But at the very end, when he finally sees her one more time, he can't keep himself from screaming. Yeah. Even though he knows all he has to do is not scream, and then she can't kill him. Yeah. That's well, all you have to do is just not scream. <laughs> like you could even just like keep your mouth closed and be like, <laughs> but just don't open your mouth and scream, you dumbass. The yeah, worst there's part, just like a lot of holes in the mm-hmm. whole thing. The worst part was that 
when we watched and we watched over your house, James, when we watched Scream or Scream, wow, not Scream. <laughs> when we watched Saw where Donnie's character dies and you guys rewound it and made me watch his head get smashed like 17 uh, yeah. times. He rewound for whatever reason the, the scene of Lipton dying. I wonder, uh, oh. And I had to watch that twice. I'm like, why a... do you guys insist upon making me watch this beautiful face get smashed <laughs> half multiple Even times? Even with that mustache? Oh, that mustache was really bad. Really there was bad. a reason I rewound that. I forget what it was. You wanted to see... There, it was you wanted to hold your breath as you accidentally went too far back because I said it seemed like yeah. he held his breath for an extremely long time nah, when I he was him. under the water. I beat him, but by Mike like a minute. did beat him. But so he went back, but he hit like the chapter back, but, yeah, yeah. and the, it went back to him dying again. I'm like, why do you insist upon making me watch? But the this? thing is, I because I thought the, I thought the exact same thing uh, when when Jamie falls off of this catwalk. He ends up so so this theater that they're in is a uh, it's it's out on a on an island. In the middle of a lake. Yeah. And when he falls off the catwalk, he smashes through the floorboards and ends up in the lake underneath the building. You had time to, like, if you were if you were challenging him to a, a breath-holding competition, uh-huh. you had time to, you waited until he landed in the water to start holding your breath. He was hanging from a catwalk and then falling and half-screamed. And managed to cover his mouth. No, and the, then he landed no, in the water and no, never came back up to the. He does that, come back up. Yeah, he comes back. To he the comes surface. back up to the Before surface. Before he goes and, back out. Oh, I yeah. thought he and stayed then he under the entire. No, okay. he takes a breath, and that's when I started. All right, it I thought he stayed under the entire yeah. time for some yeah, reason. So let's up. let's talk about some things we actually did like about the movie because okay. there are a couple couple things. Uh, we're talking about this theater that is in the lake. Mm-hmm. There's this really weird, creepy old theater that's on an island off the coast of this lake, and I thought that the that the that location and the idea of this like floating theater it's kind of like it, it, it was really cool yeah. i actually like that I the like imagery that of that was really creepy and cool completely out of place i thought for this movie yeah it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to have that other than the fact that it's just creepy and they wanted to put a creepy well, but she was, that's where theater. she performed and it's that's just, where she lived it's just weird to put that type of locale in this type of story for i don't know it seemed out of place to me maybe what was the name of the town i don't know it was river something wasn't it Maybe. Uh, Is it why you think it's real or something? Well, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just like the idea that if if it was because on the on the sign for the town, the sign for the town was the bridge over the river. So True. maybe the river okay, is like it. a main part of the the town. I just see so. that I just see that type of locale being way more of like a horror fantasy, like Pan's Labyrinth type movie. You know what I'm saying? Like something's a little bit more than what this was. Like there's more potential for it than what this movie gave it. Well, I'm, I, Raven's the idea. Of, Fair. What was it? Raven's Fair. Raven's Fair. Raven's Never mind. So you totally, were totally wrong. Uh, it. I mean, it's not. It's not the idea of having a a theater out on a on an island in the middle of a lake is not crazy. Guess. Mm-hmm. But I liked that they showed you when um, Henry, the mortician, is talking about when he first saw Mary Shaw. Mm -hmm. And you see the theater in its heyday. Yeah. And you see it all, like, this amazing bridge that went into the theater and how cool and old the the theater really looked. I thought that was a a really good callback to that, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you could see what it was supposed to look like. Sure, sure. Versus the, the rundown version how many years have have gone by in this well i guess uh henry was an old man at this point yeah. the mortician and he, he was just a young a kid. kid so probably yeah. like talking like 50 60 yeah yeah, yeah 65 well. years something like that um another thing that i i really liked uh was maybe not so much the I, the way they used it because maybe that was a little bit dumb 
but the reveal of Ryan Quanton's father at the oh. very end. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Like the the, mm-hmm. the 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 effect they had in the back. I'm not going to give it all away, but like the effect they had in the back. Yeah. And like when he was eating, and it was just like, oh, that was oh, so gross. It was, it, was, it, was, it was actually kind of cool. Yeah. And it makes sense for the character when you think back at it, how he didn't really do a whole lot. Like. And it makes a little bit more sense. Well, and even the makeup that they had on, uh, mm-hmm. what the hell's his name? The actor's name? Uh, uh, Bob Gunton. Yeah. Uh, Edward Ashen in the movie. Like, even the makeup they had on him, he, I mean, he looked like an old, you know, sickly man. Uh-huh. But then when you start to think about it, you're like, yeah, maybe. It makes a little bit more maybe sense. Maybe a little more than just sick, you know? So. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was pretty are, cool. Those are my only takeaways of the movie that I actually dug. I mean, the the the, the puppet looked cool. Billy looked cool. It was a yeah, good, good looking uh, prop. You know, so overall, I mean, that. overall, I I was just as entertained as pretty much every other movie that I watched. But I like I wasn't. Well, I I'm inter- There's a difference between entertained and really like liking a movie. Like I'm I'm pretty much entertained by everything I watch. Not every movie do I sit there going, well, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong. So what? I was overall uh, entertained by the movie, but I was also taking mental notes as to how many things I found shitty in it at the same time. <laughs> I think what what I didn't find, what stopped me from really being entertained and enjoying it, was I felt like it was just, it constantly was trying to catch up with itself. Mm. You know, like I said, there was no breathing room in this movie. There was no... There was no cause, not not so much cause and effect, but there was no, there was no just like, I don't know, room to breathe. That's it. Like mm-hmm. it was just one thing after another, after another, after another, and you just have to quickly process everything that's going on. And it was very jaggedly edited together, and it was especially it, just, it was especially just hard at, to especially at the end when his dad. It was a rough ride, put it that way. Especially, like, it a, yeah. especially at the end when his dad finally tells him the story of Mary yeah. Shaw, like that was all. It, it all happened so fast, yep. which ended up making sense at the end when you found out what was actually going on with his sure, dad. But, but in the in the moment, I was like, "This is like this is a lot of information," and the way they presented it was like the Charlie Clouser score was like really heavy hitting in the background, so mm-hmm. it made it feel even faster because yep. the 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 score felt kind of adrenaline pumped yep. at that yep. time so it was, yep. you know, it was well, you're used to that score being in saw movies where it's like boom 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 right this happens yeah. this happens this happens but it makes sense in the saw movies the saw ending in this movie i was like dude come on like that was placed as, there like that as if been we're a studio note as if we're oh yeah they're like they're like oh yeah you know the, you know the way you do that thing at the end of saw like let's, let's do, do that, that here movie. yeah it's like fuck like because yeah. i watched it i was like really mm-hmm like really, you're gonna do this only three years removed from the original Saw movie, and there's still Saw movies going on, and they end every single Saw movie with that same kind of montage. Yep. I'm like, dude, with the Charlie Clauser score and this, and the 360 camera shots and the flashbacks and the revelations, it's like, it, yeah, you basically no, could have it could have been a Saw movie. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it was right between. Two yeah, well, yeah. which James Wan never went back to the series. He produced, executively produced two and three. Yeah. Uh, two, th- like two through four, maybe six. I think. Lee, no, really, was that um, many? Because I know Lee Winnell wrote up until three. He wrote one, two, three, maybe four. I forget. But um, um, that might be a correction for next week. But. He was a producer on two, three, four, five, oh. six, and Saw 3D, the final chapter. Oh wow! I didn't so know that. all okay. of them from Saw two until okay. the very end. Well, anyway, I think that I think we, you can say you know, if you're a, if you're a big James Wan fan, uh, you'll watch it as a curiosity. Watch yeah. it. You, you, maybe you'll get more out of it than we did. 
I, I think easily though it's it's probably the bottom of his his works for me. Yeah, for sure. That one it's it sits on the bottom. Uh Good, good try, Slugger. It's no Furious. Just, just it's work. no Furious Seven. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Furious Seven was great. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's Dead Silence. And now we are moving into uh, a little movie from 1996 called Fear. Fear. No, this is uh, <laughs> fear. Fear me. Uh, th- no, this is this is kind of this is this is a little more. On the uh, the drama side, as far as like as far as our show goes, uh, it's still pretty, still pretty chilling. It's, it's like a it's like a thriller turned home home invasion. We've yeah. done home invasion before, sure. So, yeah, you know, that makes sense. I definitely say there's genre aspects yeah, to this movie. But uh, in case you've never seen Fear from 1996, when Nicole met David, handsome, charming, affectionate, he was everything. It seemed perfect, but funky. S- Funky, <laughs> and a bunch. It seemed it seemed perfect, but soon she sees that David has a darker side, and his adoration turns to obsession. Their dream into a nightmare, and her love into fear. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole forever, <laughs> forever, ever, forever. Uh, so this movie, uh, Fear, was directed by a guy named uh, James Foley. Um, he started his career doing a ton of Madonna videos, mm-hmm. uh, like documentary videos, music videos, and then he did the uh, the immensely popular movie Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross. Try that again. Glenn Glarely, Glenn Ross. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yes, that's there the one. But he also more recently directed the two Fifty Shades of Grey sequels, oh, Fifty Shades what? Darker and Fifty Shades Freed. Man, gross. <laughs> wow. The guy that did fear. Idiot. Makes sense though. Creepy, creepy boyfriend dudes. Yeah. yeah. Talk about roller coaster rides. Makes, makes sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pointless movies. Jeez. That roller coaster ride. <laughs> My God. Um, so uh, yeah. Anyway, this is um, like we said. It's starring Mark. Say hi to your mother for me, Wahlberg. <laughs> uh, Reese Witherspoon. Oh. <clears throat> what, Mike? Fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if she was portraying 16-year-old. She was 18 when they made it. So. Yeah, supposed to be 16 in this movie, guys. Uh, also, uh, Alyssa Milano. <clears throat> Fine. Fine. Also supposed to be 16. Has, has Alyssa Milano ever not been hot, though? No, she's always like, fine. my God. She's always <laughs> fine. Uh, also, uh, also starring uh, as a father, uh, William Peterston as Steve Walker. <coughs> fine. fine. <laughs> he is super fine, by the way. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's that's pretty much everybody, right? Amy Brenneman yeah. plays the uh, the the mom, um, the mom who, who is also very foine. Uh, she is, she is, and she's uh she's constantly all over his stick. So, Jesus, <laughs> this movie. Maybe, maybe your wife wouldn't be all over my stick. Oh my god! So I had never <laughs> I had never seen Fear before. Uh, this is my first time first time seeing it. Really? Which uh, is absurd. I remember. I remember uh, when this movie first came out, though, it was like it was like in the heyday of like MTV back in the day. There was like mm-hmm. trailers for it all over the place. Oh, yeah. Like this was, I actually thought that it was an MTV movie for the longest time, just because I associated the two together, mm-hmm. like one of their first, you know, MTV production movies or whatever. And um, yeah, I uh, it was it was 
pretty much everything that I expected it to be. I mm-hmm. liked it a lot, actually. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Yeah, it's a good it's movie. It's a bit over the top at times. I will say this. For a guy that speaks English as his first language, I almost had to put on subtitles just to hear, understand what Mark was fucking it's saying. It's because he whispers the whole time. <laughs> I actually told you this before we even turned the movie on. I said... I said you're probably gonna have to turn like when Marky Mark is on stage, you're gonna have to or on That's screen, <laughs> you're gonna have to turn it up at his parts because he, he he whispers every single mm-hmm. one of his lines in the movie. Well, and did like, you dude. notice though in Dead Silence, Donnie does the same thing in his first scene? He does, yeah. Jump one, <laughs> yeah, jump one right. it up. What is it with these Wahlbergs and their <laughs> their whispering? They're, they're, they're supposed to be sexy. Quiet. Well, uh, so he's supposed so he's supposed to come across as this very sensitive like. Uh, just Unassuming, sort of, charming guy. Yeah, there's just this little heartthrob. Is that? It's like he's the bad boy with a heart of gold. Is that you know, how like, you come across as a as as a as a heartthrob? Like just know. whisper everything. I don't know. Let's try. Hey James. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, works. Oh God. Stop, Mike. I just um, I just hit puberty. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, basically Reese Witherspoon's character Nicole. Uh, she lives with her biological father. Yeah, right? biological father and stepmother. Stepmother and stepbrother. Brother. Now, she just came to live with her father, though, like a year previous. Uh, uh, she mentions in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Did, they, did they say that? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yep. She says she tells him she's only lived with them about a year. Yeah. Now, in the original script, though, it actually goes on to talk about how like her mother died and this and that, and that like her mother's name—that's where she got the name Nicole from—and there's a more, there's way more backstory that I don't think was put into the final product. Yeah. Say, but, hi, um, say hi to your dead mother for me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, that would have been the best. Like right before he kills her, he doesn't kill her, but right before he tried to kill her, that yeah. would have been the best line for him. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> he never tries to kill her. He ch- uh, no, oh, not that's her. right. Yeah, not everybody her. else. Yes, but right. Well, so, because they're in his way. So he could have said it to dad then. So, say say hi to Nicole's mother for me. Okay, so okay, so Reese Witherspoon, uh, Nicole, and. Uh, Margo. Uh, Alyssa Milano's name is Margo. Margo. Really weird. So <laughs> I, I don't know Margo. <laughs> so so <laughs> then why is the floor all wet, Todd? <laughs> We're never gonna get through this episode. So Nicole, Margo, and their friend they they skip class to go to this like Gary. Gary, yeah. Uh, they skip class to go to this like bar type place during think, high school I, I was very confused by uh, this I, th- I think it's just it was like a it was like a i don't think it was a bar because they 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 bought pie there like they got a slice of cake well but later in, of... later in the movie mark's drinking a beer at the bar uh are you sure it wasn't a bottle of sarsaparilla i don't <laughs> fairly positive i, I think, think it was like hey, it was oh, like give, this... me a, give me a pill yeah <laughs> it was <laughs> It seemed like it was like this pool hall bar type thing, but it also had like a little cafe in yeah. it. Yeah, so they were ordering food. Uh, uh, Margot orders chocolate cake for breakfast. Oh which, yeah, I mean yeah. more power to you. She's a rebel. It's just, um, it was a, it was just a super awesome, super nineties hangout where you yeah, could yeah. go and listen to Bush. Yeah. There was a lot of Bush in the sun. And Marky Mark, we figured out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark Wahlberg was listening to Marky Mark <laughs> in the scene. It's because he's the it's illest. Meta. That's meta as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so they, so they go into this cafe, and and creeper, uh, way over adult Marky Mark starts hitting on sixteen year old uh, Nicole. He looks pretty young. Yeah, but he was definitely still of age. Though he was definitely 
21 because they say how in public and did stuff, they say so. how old he was but i thought he was only supposed to be 18 or 19 well, he tells, well he's drinking beer at establishments. i'm telling you it might have been a bottle of sarsaparilla no, well he tells the dad <laughs> that he's supposed to be going to uw in the fall so that makes him sound like he's a like 19 college graduate. Yeah, 19. i don't think he is though but think about it how many people like did that place really card? Yeah, nobody's carding at a 90s hangout. Right. I don't like, know. I, I, I think he's as, supposed to be like 19, 20. They don't really explain it, but I took it as he was a, at least 21, if not more. No, I can't That's imagine I he's supposed it. to be. Because imagine being a father and your daughter brings home a 23-year-old dude and she's well, 16. And the dad, though, is is on, on him like white on rice though like 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 he knows right away this guy's no good wouldn't you be did you see those abs right (laughs) just saying i'll let him tattoo his name on me (laughs) with a dart (laughs) 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 roommate jen forever (laughs) (laughs) i just i don't know i i took him to be older than he was though which 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 creeped me out just to begin with you know like It's like, why would you let your 16-year-old daughter go do all the things that she's doing? I know, you know, a different time. I grew up in a much different era, I suppose. But, like, I don't know. It's just, it's the seemed... hell are you talking about? That was the era you grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be real. The dad, had, the dad had no idea what she was doing. Like, the dad's out of town when she goes to that rave. That's that true, random rave yeah, under the, by the docks. <laughs> Which I loved. So she, uh, she, they're supposed to go see James Taylor on the docks. Which sounds delightful. Like to, to me, I was like, "This proves what an old man I am." Because she's like, oh, "I don't want to go see James Taylor," and I was like, "I super would want to go see James Taylor on the docks." That sounds like a nice little who's, evening. Who's opening for him? Eddie Money sold. <laughs> that would be a weird lineup. And uh, I like. I thought that sounded like a nice time. And then, so the dad convinces her to go. Like she's kind of excited about it. And then he gets a call. He's got to go to Vancouver to go meet with a client. Yeah. By the way, I would never want to live that kind of lifestyle. Like somebody just calls People you. People do and, though, like an advertisement. Oh no, stuff. I, I get it. But like that would suck. That's why they get paid a lot too, like though, because they have that kind of that kind of life. Yeah. Pick 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 and choose. I guess I don't know. <laughs> like I, I would never want to leave my family and be like, eh, I got to fly up to Vancouver to go see a very important client nobody's fucking vancouver nobody's nobody's (laughs) that important that you have to leave your family to go to vancouver anyway um so she's pissed at him so she decides to rebel and she goes to a rave 90s she goes to a rave like on the on the like in an abandoned warehouse Warehouse, somewhere Um, which it literally looked like the south side of Gotham. That's (laughs) that's what it looked like. (laughs) It was probably supposed to look like that was supposed to look like the like real scary sketchy part sure, of town sure. and it's not it's not great sure no and so i get it it just it was so over the top sketch though like and they was. just used an old uh scene like an old stage from from a previous movie <laughs> oh, yeah. there you go got, the, got the old gotham set here <laughs> got absolutely what's with this giant Why statue of like a <laughs> that i always you know, thought was very tim burton-esque i don't know uh... <laughs> Oh, um, so so at this at this rave, things things really went Escalate. from zero to a hundred fast. I got out of hand quickly. <laughs> like like, like everybody's quickly. dancing, having a good time, and then one guy pushes another guy, and then all of a sudden the, the entire the place, place is a erupts in a riot, and they make their way to the roof. Like, and as soon as they pillars, get to the roof, like, there's little like, pillars are falling right. down. Yeah, there's like, a like, guy riding a, a crumbling <laughs> pillar. It was like Woodstock '99 inside this little club. <laughs> And they make their way up to the roof, and as soon as they get outside, there's cops swarming the place. There's police helicopters in the sky. Mm-hmm. Like, 
You're really going <laughs> to dispatch your helicopters to break up a bunch of kids having a rave? That's pretty I, intense. And, and and during the whole while, Marky Mark is just propped right underneath Reese's skirt. Like, like just, come on, come on. Oh, she wasn't that, leaving much to the imagination in that. She that that's actually what I was getting to. She gets home from, she gets home. Actually, thanks for putting me back on track because I completely forgot my point. One of my favorite parts is she gets home and her stepmom is like pissed because she's been gone all night. And then the last thing the stepmom says is, uh, go take, take, go, take go take up that makeup. You look like a slut. And she turns to walk away. And she's basically like it. Like she she could have gotten away with not even wearing a skirt. Yeah. yeah. Like you could like her entire ass is hang, hanging out of her skirt. And I'm like, the makeup is what makes her look like a slut. She, look she at that cut skirt. Basically, a hand towel in half, wrapped it around <laughs> her butt, and then. Took the other half and wrapped it around her top. Right, that, that's the, pretty the much what she was, was wearing. Was very like there was yeah. very little to the imagination there too. Like her boobs are almost coming out but the it, bottom of her shirt, but it was and her, her ass makeup. is coming out the bottom of her skirt. <laughs> but the makeup looks makes <laughs> you look makeup, like a slut, which she was not even wearing a ton no, of, by wasn't. the way, at all. And that's what made her the slut. And I was like, I mean, I feel like there was a better word choice there. And then, okay. a f- and then a few days later, her friend Alyssa Milano, uh, Margot, comes over Margo. and she's wearing the shortest skirt in the world too. And I'm like. Who are these parents that are letting these? Like, is this the nineties? That yeah. I was, was. I was only like ten, eleven. Tw- I was only ten or eleven or twelve in the nineties, well, so I wasn't was around people like this. Though. But like these, like these girls dressed like hookers. Well, clearly the mother yeah. didn't care though, because in the beginning the dad actually does do a double take on what she was wearing. Oh yeah. And the mother goes, "It's a brand new dress." Like so, the mother bought her those clothes. So Which... mom's just as much of a whore. That's pretty no, much. No, no, no. <laughs> See, in that scene, in that scene though, she Shame, goes, "You're shaming." In that scene, though, the the stepmom looks at the dad and says, "No, that's new. She does not approve." You can tell by the look on her face the way she looks at the dad. See, I took it as like she just I, I because just bought he her said that. he said I thought maybe she could take you to buy new clothes, and the stepmom says, "Oh no, that's new." Yeah, like oh. she, he she gives him a okay, look like fair enough. That's not from when she was twelve. Like it looks, that's <laughs> but not. but she was also saying we have no control over this. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. She, fair enough. The whole movie, this, she basically I, 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 says, I, I, we have no control, control over this little harlot. Right. Which <laughs> she says throughout the movie that like he doesn't set rules and make her stick to them, so she just kind of runs wild and does whatever she yeah. wants. So uh, Mark Wahlberg, then, uh, you know, he comes off as this nice guy at first, or whatever. But his then name you, is uh, David, David in the movie. Sorry, yeah. David. Uh, he comes off as a nice guy, or whatever, and then you find out where he's living. He's basically living in the house from like SLC Punk. Yeah. That's <laughs> essentially that's essentially where he's living. It's just, like graffiti all over the wall. And apparently it's one of the dude's dad's place or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Like the, the guy that's always walking around with drumsticks. Basically Justin in a 90s movie. Uh, <laughs> you looked good, by the way. He says... He I said, did carry drumsticks around in the 90s. Did you? Yeah. Did you put them in your shirt, like tuck them back in your shirt so that Dude. anytime you wanted to, you could just go like this like and pull like them out? Like a Ninja Turtle? Like. That's where I kept my spares. My first pair were in my hands 24-7 so I could always drum. Playing drums on everything imaginable. Um... And this guy, this guy says, "Oh, once, once, uh, what the hell is the guy's name? I don't know, Logan, maybe. I sure. don't know. Once Logan, <laughs> are you making that up? Well, there's a guy <laughs> named Logan. I think okay. that's right. Well, once, once his dad gets back, he's like, he's gonna kick us all out of this place. I'm like, he's not gonna just kick you out. There's gonna be lawsuits and stuff <laughs> because you've completely ruined his house. There's mm-hmm. graffiti everywhere, yep, yep. and and the whole place is trashed. You like... squatters have just moved in and trashed the place, like." I think I think kicking you out is going to be the least of your worries. Yeah, the, I want to know what happened in all of their own, all the like four or five of those guys. What happened in their lives? Like, I want to I want to dig deeper into their lives. Like, 
Where did, how did they go from where they were to here? That's, that's, well, they're all criminals. They're all criminals. Uh, and you know that because because David <clears throat> keeps his mugshot taped to the wall next to his bed. Well, Wait, who does that? Well, David is clear. <laughs> Dave, David's clearly psychotic. Like he's a sure. he's a nut job. Are they all crazy, or are they all just bad seeds? And David happens to be the one psycho out of all of them. No, I think he's the one psycho, and the the other guys are just criminals. Like they're thieves. You could like they they were into some kind of shit that day when he's driving with him in the car and he's going to help them with something like cuz he doesn't even he doesn't even appear to me to be like the necessarily the ringleader, you know. No, they're it, drug it, dealers. Toward, toward the end. They're drug dealers. Are they drug dealers? Yes, because the guy, the one guy shows up and he's looking to Oh, um, yeah, that's and right. Then, and then the yep. dad, the dad calls the cops and says they're basically running their own operation out of this house and yeah, you're going to do right. nothing about you're it. Right. So that's they're drug dealers. That's yep. what it is. Good call. Um I love I love how when uh, so so Mark Wahlberg kind of David da- sorry David David, David David McCall David he makes his way into the family dad comes home one day and they're all out in the pool and everything else and even though he's like like they know he's a scumbag the mom and dad both kind of know that he's bad but the mom's a little less worried about it Her I guess reasoning just blows my mind too if I, if I was ever dating a girl and I went over to their house <laughs> fat chance of that right guys <laughs> And I kind of went over to her house, and we're all beside by the pool, and I go up behind that girl's mother and puts my hand on her hips and, like, gyrates her as I'm pushing her into a pool. It was very sexual. I would be in jail. (laughs) 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 Who does that? (laughs) And what mother lets, lets them get away with it? And just thinks that it's all nice and hunky dory. I'm I'm gonna go back to the abs thing. Yeah. Did you see his abs? <laughs> just, Did you see the abs? Just, just glistening the in the sun. <laughs> look at him. I'd be like, you throw me in the pool any day. You just. grab my oh waist my and gyrate all you want. And then she comes. The dad's like, obviously he's. What the hell is he doing here? Like, I don't want this guy in my house. And the mom's reasoning is, well, would you rather that she run off and see him when we're not around? She does it anyway. She's well, been doing she it. She does that in it. Yeah. This is not good. This is, this is bad parenting. Yeah. I'm sorry. But but she also says to the dad, you made the rules. So she's proving a point to him that she's trying to keep him at least in the house because he has made it to a point with his daughter that she'll do whatever the hell she wants anyway. That's true. That's such a... That's it, such a... A twist on like what his actual rules are, though. Like well, you made the, the rules, like that... they have to stay in the house. Like no, I, no, but I, the I point want is this asshole that... out of here. The point is that she doesn't have rules. Like he, in the beginning, like the first time he comes to the house, she's supposed to help with the yard work. She's uh, supposed to take out the garbage, and she and he lets her go okay. without it. I get what you're saying. So yeah. her point is he doesn't know how to be strict with her whatsoever. Her point is you've let her do whatever she wants. At least I'm keeping them in the house where yeah. I can see them. Also, I get that. I get that. Also, on a more serious note. What I just noticed uh, just now as I looked over at my friend Michael here. If you had long, scraggly hair, you'd totally look like Logan or whatever the hell his name was. <laughs> it's that beard, dude. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I, I like could, it. I could definitely it's my, it's picture my you. Dealer. It's my I drug de- dealer beard. <laughs> definitely picture you dealing drugs and going to raves for some reason, even oh. though you look like a biker. Now, that guy, <laughs> however, and, and I don't mean this in any bad way on you, Mike, but... That guy, however, looked like he was 30 freaking five. <laughs> he did. Like, he had no business no. being with any of any of those girls. And one of the, like, I think one of the craziest parts where you, you really see Mark Wahlberg's, David's character, like, crazy, is when he walks up and Margot is on Logan and he yeah. grabs her and, like, 
forces oh, himself like, on he her. He like pulls her by what? the back of the hair and he says, and he and, and Tell like him you want and me. Logan or whatever the hell his name is. He's yeah. he's like, well, no, it's my bitch, you know. Yeah, and like, yeah. and he's and he says, he says she wants me, and and then he he does pull, that thing where he just, like, grab her by the hair, but then yeah. squeeze so pulls it's her by the way, and, right. and he says, say yeah. you want me, and she goes, I want him, and then he just like picks yeah. her up like caveman style, throws right. her over his shoulder, and like takes her just off to yeah, which is horrible. He well, he plays he plays crazy pretty he does. damn well. Yeah, yeah. Look at it's that. It's quite believable. Now they are actually they're remaking this movie as far as I've heard. Uh, yeah, it's and, and it's, it's going to be, be told more from a well, it's gender it, swapped basically. So the woman's the crazy one. The man is the the victim. Really? Yeah, that's how they're doing it. That's yeah. what. Yeah. Wait, hold on. It, I just I just read something actually when I was going through the news today. There was an article about it and I read it. It specifically said because all I said all I no. all I saw was that it was going to be told from the female perspective. No, no, it's it's going to be it's going to it's like gender reversed. Really? So she so the woman is like the one that's pressuring the man or whatever, and yeah, it's basically making the man the victim is basically what they're doing. That's an interesting take. I don't really know how. As long as as long as Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon are reprising their roles, I'll be okay. With that. <laughs> well, Mark Wahlberg's character is yeah, no, that's <laughs> little Reese Witherspoon is victimizing Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Speaking of victimizing, one of my favorite parts of the movie is because it makes absolutely no sense. That sounded Speaking. terrible. <laughs> Speaking of being horrible to women, no, 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 my no, favorite part. Let, let me one. tell you what I love. So, so class gets out one day, and Reese and Gary are walking towards the car, whatever, and she's waiting for Mark uh, to for David to come. To, I said David there you go. to come pick her up, or whatever. And so uh, uh, Nicole is giving Gary a hug. And David sees it and gets out and proceeds to beat the unholy piss out of David, just the living, or out of uh, out of Gary. Now this is this is what kills me. An adult, because clearly he's over eighteen at least. Yeah. An adult shows up to a high school, beats the shit out of a minor, and just leaves, and no one does anything about it. That's the nineties, bro. Are you kidding me? In this day and age, there'd be like, like homeland security against him, and like, (laughs) it would be the craziest. All that stuff with the SWAT and the helicopters from the beginning—that would be that nowadays. Like looking for the guy that broke onto a school and beat beat a kid half to death. Like, Nowadays, I'm not even entirely like if a high school girl was dating a guy who was older, I'm not even entirely sure you could get away with pulling up to the curb and picking it, somebody up in yeah. your car no. at that age, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it, yeah, things it, are Things are strict nowadays. It's, That's potential. It just, it just cracks me up though that just no one does anything. Like, it's like <laughs> well, no what's anybody going to do? He's obviously like a strong dude who can beat no, the hell no, out of anybody. No, no teachers out there or anything, or no one catches wind of this. And like, no, but why would a teacher be outside of a high school? High school, you know well, what I mean? High school, like, they always were. I don't know. When you were when you yeah. were leaving school, yeah, there was teachers just too. wandering yeah. around. Yeah, really, be standing outside, like around. Around. saying goodbye to people, keeping an eye on things. Yeah, yeah. Ours, ours always ours. gathered in the uh, locker room to smoke crack or something. I don't right. know. Ours <laughs> were never out. Bad axe fuck session. Just <laughs> <laughs> a big old bad axe orgy. But I think that <laughs> that <laughs> that scene though is is pretty much what happens throughout this entire movie. Like things go from zero to sixty, sure, very quickly in multiple scenes. That being one of them. Like all they're doing is hugging, and he gets out and just beats the hell out of this guy. Nope. The roller coaster scene's another one. They're barely even like making out in line, and now all of a sudden they're going at it in the middle he's, of a he's roller coaster. Spelunking in a love cave, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like what the hell? It all moves very, very quickly. You know, I I thought about this afterward. Yeah, uh, probably a little, probably a little too in depth, but. 
So oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it was, it was <laughs> in depth. So, so in depth, very in depth. It got uh, it got messy. Um, so the, the scene in question is uh, they're at a fair and they're and they're making out in line and then they get un- into the front car of a roller coaster and as they're climbing to the top of the hill, he's got his hand on her leg and then she takes his hand and moves it up her skirt and then he proceeds to uh, reenact that scene from Critters. Yep, loved it. <laughs> How do, how do I put this? Uh, how do I put this kindly? Finger blast. I'd say he proceeds to finger blast her on the roller coaster, and it all happens very fast. And she she basically uh, reaches climax as they're dropping down the first hill. Think about when you go on a roller coaster. Uh, the the first drop on a roller coaster. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> roller coaster. The first drop, I'm going to stick with that. The first drop on a roller coaster is, it, it's it's somewhat orgasmic in itself. It's, sure. it's amazing. Your stomach, like, now, yeah. on top of that, add an actual orgasm. If this is her first sexual encounter, that's setting a really high standard. <laughs> you, you're not getting that like, How is anything ever going to compare that ever again? It's true. It's, it's true. not. You're yeah. just, you screwed yourself. Well, and it's Mark no, Wahlberg. He's, he's I mean, nothing's going <laughs> to... Not yet. <laughs> Set yourself up for disappointment just about every time. Yeah, pretty so, much. So we'll, we've we've kind of jumped everywhere on this movie. So Let's I, have, just... I have a roller coaster fetish. I can actually only get off when I'm on a roller coaster. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt if there's somebody out there that claims that very I'm thing. Sure. I'm sure. I swear. Uh, let's we've kind of jumped everywhere yeah. in this movie. Let's just skip to the end and then uh, and then call it a day. So basically, uh, this their rich family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad um they show up at the house it's almost like purge style where the guys yeah. in the mask are looking through the mm-hmm. the, uh, the window the window slot or whatever <clears throat> the dad steve has he, he's very well off so he's built this house to be like a fortress it's kind of out on its own little peninsula in the, in the middle of this lake and uh there's you know like uh bulletproof glass for the windows yeah. and the door is reinforced and yet you, you need a code to get in again very purge style <laughs> yeah exactly and 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 these guys show up because they're they're pissed off because steve has gone to their house and trashed their yeah. house yep looking for his daughter looking More for his than daughter it was already looking for, but, then, but yeah. then finds his daddy's little girl like bracelet oh. says david's little girl yeah. crossed mm-hmm. out and there's yeah. like a shrine to her like it's yep. fucking da- weird daddy's, well, it's like, daddy's little sweet treat or whatever oh, it's daddy's, special <laughs> treat. daddy's special treat <laughs> <laughs> and like the picture on his above his mantle was like her face on like the virgin mary or something yeah shit. oh and then there was the family por- the yep. family portrait yeah. of of steve and and his his wife and the two kids but david had put a, a picture of himself yeah. in steve's place yep um, sounds like hey arnold when you go back in the back of the girl's closet and push the clothes away and there was like the, the arnold <laughs> like shrine, the shrine. Yeah. well that's like the, the hell of what it was yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the scene where he's talking where he's talking to the dad and he Again, that's another one that escalates from zero to sixty very quickly. He mm-hmm. goes from having this like semi-polite conversation to basically him telling him that your wife wants to fuck me and your daughter already has, so let's just get past this. It's like what the hell? Now I've busted both your chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. He's he drives yeah. a he drives a uh, Steve drives this really uh, Ch- cherry beautiful red, like... cherry red Mustang, and uh, David goes into the parking structure and just pounds the shit out of it. 
and then leaves a note on the windshield that says, now I've busted both your cherries. It's so just, bad. So just finger banged that card. <laughs> when, I, when I first saw this movie when I was a kid, it came out when I was 11. I had no, no idea, idea what that meant. Yeah. I was like, what, what the <laughs> hell is that supposed to mean? Right. It basically looked like the car... Um, if you ever played Street Fighter and you're in between stages and you have to beat the crap out of the car, <laughs> yeah. that's what the car looks like. <laughs> so, but that's kind of what I was saying. Like before he gets to the point where he's breaking into their house and this guy's destroyed his house, this David has carved this girl's name into his chest with mm-hmm. a dart and an ink pen. Yep. He has punched himself to make it look like the dad hit him, and he. Which, which later on though. But later on, though, you see him without a shirt on, and there's, and there's no, no bruises, bruises whatsoever yeah. on his body. Well, but Is I think that that's afterward? later on. Yeah. It's later on. It might it's have not been that far after, though. Deal, if someone but... beat the crap out of you to where you have bruises, it's not going to disappear in a matter of days. Well, but she said, like, he had poked him so hard he bruised, yeah. so it may not... But whatever. So he's done all of this, and then he's wrecked the dad's car, and now we're at a point where he's breaking into the house. Yeah, so basically they, basically they, they want to show up and just get in he wants the whole family dead so that he yep. can take nicole and go start his life with her what poor dog oh it's just the worst <laughs> i know right i was i i know you, like you you're the same way when kids die in movies <laughs> i hate it when dogs die in movies you really hate it and the dog dies big time it's, there's no spoiler question. alert <laughs> i'm no sorry <laughs> the movie's 22 years old but the dog dies dog got ahead of itself yeah. <laughs> oh and that poor kid the brother oh, the, I know, I like, know. he literally he, he sees his decapitated dog come through the dog door then he runs over a guy like and then oh. he's taking the keys off the dead he's probably cop. like you killed my dog <laughs> <laughs> like, like this poor kid is traumatized for life oh, oh yeah that kid's fucked life. that kid's straight fucked um so this uh, this uh, this gang of thugs, event, yeah, they they are breaking their way into the house. Basically, that's that's kind of the climax of the movie. Yeah. Like they're they're I thought making that was their the way in. Part. <laughs> <laughs> the second climax, as it were, and uh, and and basically, like you you end up with the the battle between these dudes and the family. And would you say <laughs> it's a myth? It's a myth. Female orgasm. Now that's the myth. <laughs> that's the real myth. <laughs> There's no proof of it. <laughs> um, and yeah, you have. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get away. Let me in your house. <laughs> let me in the fucking house. Oh except, for he, except for he skips a couple words. Well, he, he says, "Let me in doesn't... your fucking house." Let me in your. Fu- oh, but, but and it's like yeah. and it's, it's not so much and your. It's, though. Uh, it's yeah. yeah. It's let me in your house. It's, yeah. like, it's very. Um, it's very. It's like how Sly Stallone would say it if he was yelling. Let me in your house. You just skip Basically. certain consonants. Look <laughs> like. at that that Bostonian accent comes out and he takes the other out of your. And, yeah. And probably put it in fucking somewhere. Let me in your fucking house. That was and take a walk on the wild side. No, no. <laughs> feel the vibrations uh that's a great part though because up until the point in the movie he's whispering every single line Mm -hmm. and then he find like even even at that part like when he's talking in the people he's still pretty subdued yeah yeah and then that one shot throughout pretty much everything i'd say that's actually become a pretty iconic shot of like his his crazy face like up in the in the keyhole like that sure it's pretty cool it's akin to like Jack Nicholson. Akin. It's a kin. It's a kin. Fine. There you go. It's akin to Jack Nicholson looking through the door in The Shining. That's how. That's how important this movie is. <laughs> Super important. Like, <laughs> like this is this movie will be studied for years to come <laughs> because James Foley is that his name? 
because uh, it, because James Foley actually in the future will fake the Mars landing. Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's funny actually. In Fifty Shades, uh, Freed. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, <laughs> no, the, uh, why would I have seen that? <laughs> What's her name? You. D- Dakota. Dakota uh, uh, Johnson. Dakota Johnson. She actually nicknames her her vagina uh, the house, and the main guy he's, he's standing and goes, "Let me in the fucking house." <laughs> Oh, that was no. so. That was like that took way too long. To get to that. I don't care. I don't Terrible care. Terrible joke. Um, All right, we should oh, that probably was a joke. <laughs> oh, that was a joke. Okay, we should probably wrap it up at this point. <laughs> You're so funny. I know, right? All right. Oh, All right. Mike, so funny. <laughs> so so funny. On that, that was fear. <laughs> On that, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we should. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's uh, wrap let's wrap here. this. Let's wrap this bad boy up. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on. The Facebook. Uh, although maybe not for long because Zuckerberg's in some hot water. Uh, Facebook, maybe for a little while longer. Uh, MySpace. Um, SoundCloud. Friendster. <laughs> SoundCloud and... Uh, 4chan. And Instagram. <laughs> at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Remember, swipe right on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Always swipe right. Yeah, we, uh, we're gonna be on. I want to make us a Tinder page. Just so people pass me, and it's just gonna be me and you with our shirts off. <laughs> we're gonna see how many right swipes we get. <laughs> Try what's what's the other one? If it's gonna be the two of you with your shirts oh, off. Oh, grinder, uh, grinder, grinder. grinder. Yeah, <laughs> get some boys in here. Not why not? I'm open to everything. We're gonna. You can find us on grinder at stumpsforhunks.com. <laughs> .com on that. Uh, if you want to find J-Rod, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Uh, I would tell you all to check us out on iTunes, but no one does anyway, so I just don't care anymore. Uh, retweet us, oh, though. reverse psychology. I like, I like your tactic. But I want you to retweet us, though. I want you to retweet us, and I want you to tell us uh, the craziest thing that you've ever yelled at somebody through people. Mm. That's what I want. Yep. That's a good one. Yep, I, I like it. Mine was "Let Me in Your Fucking House." Mine, mine <laughs> was. Mine was. I just after I saw this movie the first time when I was eleven, I just went from house to house <laughs> saying that exact same. Let me in your fucking house. My mine was just looking like girl, don't go. <laughs> mine was <laughs> please don't, don't go, go girl. girl. Or, please don't go girl. <laughs> Uncle Roy, please let me out of the closet. <laughs> Wait, why was there a peephole on the inside of the closet? <laughs> Uncle Roy was crazy. <laughs> He does hey, bad things. Hey, hey, Tom Cruise, if you're not going to come out of the closet, let me back in. Huh? <laughs> um, should we say where to find Jen here? I think I feel like you, you should. find Jen at her you, and Mike's house. She, <laughs> she, has, there. she has a regular Twitter, but I feel like you've you've reached uh, almost mythological. Right. Do I need to change my name on Twitter to yeah, roommate, roommate Jen? Probably, probably, yeah, Because I think it's, it's something very, very. Because at this point, what do we have? Unique. Like 15 monthly listeners that you're. You're borderline famous. Oh, well, so, well, Donnie Wahlberg does follow me on Twitter. Oh, does he really? Oh, he does. Nice. So does Danny Wood, and so does Jenny McCarthy. Who the hell's Danny Wood? Oh my God, he's the other. He's, he's the, the ugly. Other he's the oh, ugly new kid. Oh, the guy who looks like a monkey. <laughs> I told you, you were not Congrats. allowed to be mean. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, Danny boy. All right. And oh. this is where I all of a sudden became the worst New Kids fan. <clears throat> well, hold on. I do have to say this. You showed me a picture of him with his shirt off, and that guy's ripped. He does. So have he's an got that body. going for him. Still he looks does. like a monkey, but he's ripped. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's it, right? That's about it. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. All right. It. Cheers, boys. Wait, Cheers. We need to say where we could find Jen. <laughs> 
<laughs> just look for she's her. Gonna create she's going to change her name to Roommate Jen. I will change it to Roommate Jen. All right, done. All right cheers, Bye, boys guys. and girl. <laughs>